What are we calling the show this year? This is the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan. Patriots chinwag, Patriots before the game show. Jones, he's throwing it toward Thornton, left yes. corner of the end zone, caught, touchdown New England. Hey, it's the Patriots. The Patriots pregame show is your source for all the latest news and information before every game. He took it to the house, again! Here we the go! Patriots take the lead! With Hardy. My algorithm shows me mostly people falling down. And hurting themselves. What? That's what What's I get. Mike Dassault. Deuce knows so much about he really everything. Does. He does. He's a musician. He's a renaissance. Renaissance man. I blow a little bit. Paul Perillo. He was 52. 52. He's like, oh, 52. Other than that, great story. Who had 446 for the first time I made fun of her. And Tamara Brown. Tamara's got a great story about a photo she took 15 minutes ago, <laughs> and she she tells she the hell it. out of it. Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan. I can't wait. I sound like I had more to say there, but apparently not. It's just I can't wait <laughs> to start the show. To start the show, Patriots pregame presented by Duncan. It's uh, it's Hardy, it's Deuce, it's Tamara, it's Paul Perillo. How is everybody? Wicked awesome guy. Were you a little nervous? Learn nervous uh, about me being here? No, I wasn't. You, you're professional. I, what, what is all the uh, the static? What's what's going on? Oh, I so I'm you not. You can't lo- touch it. Don't even look at it. Really, not allowed just to touch talk to anything. it. Talk to it only. That's all you can do. My it's, God, it's your first time. <laughs> <laughs> six, by the way, six years. I did the math. Oh yeah, no. Is this my sixth year? Do- it is. I didn't right, touch. Seriously, it. he didn't touch the mic that time. Okay, we might have to do a little uh, uh, disconnect, reconnect in here. Talk amongst yourselves. So we yeah, have to do, we do one it of real those? quick. Let me try real <laughs> quick. It is. <laughs> oh god. It is uh, though. Uh, Hardy's sixth year as the host. Wow. I heard you guys trying to figure it out yesterday on the radio. Nice job, by the way. I really As I was doing my pr- power rankings. was excellent. Yeah, that was. Uh, Without trying to uh, Rich offend Keith, anybody. Huh? Rich Keefe. Rich Keefe was yeah, uh, surprising. He, he was good. Rich Keefe was good. Uh, and uh, evidently, Hardy's just got electrocuted. Yeah, that sounded like uh, almost famous. Oh, one. Hardy. Won't be seeing him no more. They were doing now, fever dog. Um, and now, I th- now I think this one's dead. <laughs> yeah, because now I don't hear you in my headphones anymore. I got nothing. It's uh, on. All right. So anyway, so Lions, Paul, huh? Tamara. <laughs> so, did you try any good cheese in Green Bay, Mike? I had a, tr- I had a, I almost said a turd, a, a curd. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had, I had one, one curd. Uh, but yeah, no, I tried to go easy on that stuff. Usually when okay. we're, uh, when we're on the, on the road, trying not to go too crazy with the, uh, with the Wisconsin food. But, uh, but no, it was nice. You know, otherwise it was mostly there for football. So. Watched two days of joints, and uh, it was intense. <laughs> you just we have plenty you were mostly of t- there for football? Mostly. I mean, we have plenty of time to talk football. <laughs> Did Evan find any vegan cheese? No, no, he didn't. It was tough sledding for our friend wow. Evan uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the dairy tip, trying to get around that. But we did see um, this woman walked into our hotel with a sash on, and she was uh, Miss Dairyland. Oh. <laughs> and so it okay. required a quick Google. And uh, so she, she's an uh, employee of Wisconsin government that goes around to the different uh, towns and talks about dairy so i was trying to get her to talk to evan about you know what he can do there as a non-dairy eating person but that's very interesting yeah she didn't uh, she didn't take that i did enjoy our cheese video today on social yeah that was very entertaining different kinds of favorite cheese and uh, oh my god hardy's moving over to this side the dark side (laughs) the dark side yeah I, i enjoyed the video a lot honestly i don't think i could name as many as juju he's just rifling them off but i think that i could probably do maybe two American and cheddar. Hey, any cheese. I'm not kicking any cheese out of Swiss? that. Right? Swiss? Swiss? Yeah. Gouda? 
Pro- Wait, this, no, I don't think. Did Bree? anyone say provolone? I think Ezekiel provolone. Elliott said. Uh, did he say smoked gouda? I think he said yeah. smoked gouda. Yeah, is that a thing? Is that not a thing? I mean, it is a thing. And Dietrich did say kind of a cheese deep cheese. dive. <laughs> vegan cheese. This feels like the scene from Mr. Mom when he's trying to order cheese at the deli. American Swiss cream, <laughs> Westphalia. You got the entire cheddar family. I'm back, by the this way. This is so weird. I'm not going to be able to get used to this. <laughs> you, you oh, no. No. I am I am going to be uh, side-eyeing you the entire show. <laughs> so, Mike. Great job filling, though, guys. <laughs> no, we, we did a little cheese talk to fill. Uh, but, Mike, um, as our uh, resident Boots, boots on, the, on ground the ground in Green Bay. That's me. Um, yeah. I'm just curious of your thoughts because all the other people who are actually in Green Bay still um, seem to think the starters could play, not play, play the whole game, yeah. play a snap. Like, no one seems to be uh, in total agreement. I was kind of anticipating seeing starters at least for a cameo tonight, you know, maybe a series or two. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I just was curious as to how you felt. About I'm with you, yeah. I thought, I mean, I look back last year, I think Mac played a, played a couple series, one or two, and I think that's probably what will happen today. But what was just overwhelming to me were the number of snaps that they played in practice. So it's like they, so many guys got so much experience this week. So I, I'm not sure how, like, I'm sure maybe Mac will play, but I don't know, like, Parker, Smith-Schuster, like the whole group will be out there. Um but we'll we'll see. I, I I'm I'm optimistic though that we'll get to see some of those starters. I don't know about the defensive guys. Probably not Keon White. He got a little banged up um, towards the end. The weird thing is that you three are all right here. I feel like I'm on stage <laughs> talking to the you're three in the of hot you. seat. <laughs> no, but I, that's actually a really great question, Paul. Because I was wondering, especially because we don't know whether that practice was two two and a half hours, three hours. <laughs> you're trying to get, you gotta get a clock on it. You know, it was long. It was long. Since it was um, long, and yeah. Bill said that it's according to how much they practice, whether they play in the game. I'm like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. The, well, the second day was a little bit shorter, and uh, you know, it was it was just epic how much how much they played. But you know, I just off the top to say, I, I like Evan. We kind of divided up, and Evan was watching most of the offense. I did watch the uh, the full team reps when they came together at the end, and you know, they were just kind of doing one offense and defense at a time as opposed to early in practice when they had both ends going but uh and i saw some like kind of mixed reviews of mac from the first day and i actually was you know not not totally blown away because there wasn't a lot of the downfield stuff like we've been looking for but i thought he looked pretty good the first day to me like and i you know i i feel like i'm a pretty uh, hard yeah you're on an island just getting getting the ball out quick you know getting the ball out quick looked like he was right it wasn't all great but i just you know like hey some of this stuff looks like He's understanding where to go with the ball, and then the second day, he he was great. You know, it's like I mean, it's it, like yeah, Deuce. I wasn't there. I didn't see a single snap, but I think you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> no, that's what that. I yeah. mean, because according every, to Tommy Curran, every, yeah, everybody right. else. Oh, okay. Said I thought you like, were making fun of me because oh, I'm with you. I no. read everybody else, and they all said sack, 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 check down. Little yeah. swing pass, sack, but this sack, is, check down. Like, this is my issue. That's the offense with, all summer, with the, except yeah. for Thursday. Yeah. But this is yeah. my whole issue with training camp and joint practices and, to an extent, preseason games. What can you really tell? Now, I think you can tell more in joints, and I do believe you can tell a little bit more, even in one of these preseason games where they may not care all that much if they win or lose. At least there's actual hitting, yep. there's actual sacking of the quarterback, and there's yeah. stuff like that. But I'm just as inclined to believe Deuce with what he saw with his own eyes because if you were just looking at certain things that people were saying in the first week of camp and you're looking at the completion numbers between Zappy and uh, Mac, you would say, oh, they're pretty close. Which is why I made such a big deal last week after the Houston game of Zappy's 
completion percentage because I think both of their both of those guys have completed over seventy percent of their passes. I would guess. I I don't do stat. You guys know I don't keep track of stats, but there haven't been a ton of incomplete passes in camp. No, but no. there have been even fewer tough throws that were completed. Right, like everything has been Stevenson, yeah, Hunter Henry, you know, Demario Douglas, little shallow cross, like nothing pushing the ball downfield. Now, from what I read on Thursday, that was the difference. Yeah. There was, you know, I think uh, Taekwon, the play that he got hurt on, Taekwon Thornton, diving for was it. a diving catch on a big play. I think Parker had a big play. It wasn't um, even contested, too. Like, that Parker one, you know, like, we've know, we know the Parker catches. He goes up. Right. He get, but this was, he had a step on a guy, and, and Mac put it right First on time, in my, my knowledge, again, I didn't see these two practices. I saw all the other ones. First time that I saw the ball going downfield and getting completed on any kind of a consistent level. No, if you were were just looking at the numbers, you would say, wow, these guys are going to be completion machines. It doesn't matter who plays. It'll be... (laughs) Yeah, and and you're right. They probably that's the will. That's the way Bill be. O'Brien's offense. They're going to throw the ball horizontally a lot. Okay, and they're and if you can, <laughs> if you can do it for three yards at a time, people say well, that's great. That's all you need. Actually, that puts you in a, th- a lot of third and one situations or fourth and one situations, and right. I'm not sure that you can um, live like that. But okay, whatever. The numbers by themselves don't tell the story. So, Deuce, if you say Mac looked a- actually looked okay the first day, I'm with you. Well, and I, 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 bl- I believe you. I support well, you. Well, I, I appreciate your support. I mean, I did qualify it with that. I didn't watch the early portion of practice, so they could have looked terrible in that portion. No, I think the early portion is the, the part that people said was okay. Then it went. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's it, a lot of what you said, though, Paul. It's the same kind of stuff. I mean, that, that was the game plan. I mean, it's a lot to Stevenson. I mean, I don't know if people play fantasy out there, but – I mean, he's just catching a ton of balls. He's running. I mean, maybe Elliott will change that yeah. a little bit. But you know, the next day he he was he was great. I didn't even see the beginning parts, but but I it's I'm not inclined to be overly like oh my gosh, Mac blew me away. But 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 he did. I was impressed with him. Um, you know, yeah. just with some of those early stuff. My and big takeaway um, on that is that's the first time I've seen a huge difference. Last year, like they they got off to a bad starting camp, and you never saw really anything different. Mm. This year, at least, I've seen some kind of progress and i think significant progress based on what i've read on thursday you okay know, that we didn't see that last year no, no we no. didn't and it was like sad i think that one really good practice mac had here that everyone was like that's the best practice we've seen since we saw him you know when cam was here which is yeah. crazy that was like what two, almost two years well, ago yeah now. It was, i mean it was a, it was a you know rookie year rookie training camp and I think the bar is like much lower, you know. It so, is. so, and well, and maybe the celebration over a practice just in and of itself is an indication of how much lower the bar has gone. Yeah. That's something I'm going to have to just, um, I think, reconcile myself yeah, with me too. when it comes to not just the expectations uh, with Mac, but Mac himself. The celebrating of the touchdowns, even in training camp, the walking backwards from the line of scrimmage. Signaling touchdown <laughs> on a handoff, three yards out with no hitting. What are we doing? Yeah, he's, he's, there hasn't been a practice cele- celebrate. There hasn't been a practice touchdown. He hasn't celebrated. I mean, he, he loves it. He loves it. What? What are we doing? You got to get the the hands. That's what, that's what yeah. Yeah. I love. I love when Paul does the juggle. thumbs up. Got to juggle. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I I apologize for coming in here a little bit hot. I thought I had plenty of time, and I uh, well I. 
I mess things up timing-wise. Here's what's happening uh, tonight on, on the big program, okay, just so everybody knows what's happening. Uh, kickoff is at 8 o'clock tonight, not 8.15. That's next week. Right. Correct? Correct. Who's not that's number one. I thought it was 8, right? It's eight, eight, you know, yeah. it's definitely 8 o'clock. Yeah. Someone sent 8.15. I know why I went over this with him yesterday. But okay. There was a lot going on there yesterday. There was a lot going on. talked for four hours. And, uh, we had Patriots pregame host uh, power rankings. Uh, we did. Hardy fared quite well. <laughs> <laughs> he he was well. he was too chicken to actually say them on the air, especially with one of the contestants <laughs> standing in the hallway, who something tells me would not rank highly. Um, <laughs> the uh, no, that's not true. I told you he loses points because he wouldn't watch the games with us. Okay, if there were oh, five that, of them, where that. does he rank? Five. If there were five, where, didn't we say there were five of us? Probably me, does. Beetle, Jones, Keith, and Big Jim Murray. Yeah, he would eh, probably four. <laughs> Okay, so that's not too high. How, how does one do a post-game show if uh, he hasn't watched the no, game? No, he watched the game, just, just not with us. <laughs> why? I don't know. That's why he loses points. I, I, I'll tell you why. Two words. And D. That's why. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh. It was oh. fun having Andy come in here for a second. Andy texted me afterward apologizing. I'm like, sorry I blew up the... The post-game show, no. but that was fun. I I'd said, welcome that anytime. Oh, yeah, and that I was... said, so much fun, and then the show was all downhill after that. That was and like happy hour. I'm pretty sure he thought I was being sarcastic because he never texted me back after that. But I, Well, I, he was probably yeah, yeah, so yeah, he was yeah. knee-deep in C4 by that point. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in just a couple of minutes, we're going to go behind enemy lines with uh, Pete Doherty. He's from the uh, Green Bay Press Gazette. Have we spoken with Pete before? Sounds familiar. Maybe uh, last Pete's year? been around a little bit, yeah. All right. I think we have, bet. I think yeah. we have spoken yeah. with Pete. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And um, and I won't be uh, – I not that I was late. You know, when you – You weren't late. When you're almost well, late, close. you know what you are? On time. So Correct. I was on time. Okay? Correct. But unless, unless it was Tom Coughlin in charge. Yeah. He's our, not. So our time okay. is 10 minutes early. All right. Whenever. Doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> Mr. Hahn. <laughs> Uh, so we got that. We're going. We're going to do uh, over unders again a little bit later, and of course, uh, uh, your calls, which I cannot reach now. Now that I realize we have technical difficulties over in that <laughs> position, so right. we'll figure out a way. Do you want? Do you want to grab Pat Nagwan before we go to Pete? You want to? You want to grab cousin? Also, Patty? was I not listening, or are we not doing keys today? Oh yeah, keys to the game. We got to do those. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do. You know what? We'll do them after we go behind enemy lines, and after we talk to Patty and Agua. Well, you guys had to talk about cheese curds. Yeah, so the Patriots are waiting. Your mic wasn't working. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there was a, there's a lot going on here, mm. just like there was with me and Paul yesterday. There's a lot going on with Patty and Agua, <laughs> right, Pat? <laughs> there is. What's yeah. going on, everyone? Well, you tell us what's going on. What's up, Patty? I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit optimistic about the offense. Um, I'd like to see, hopefully, Mac plays a little bit tonight, even if it's just for a series or two. But, uh, you know, we saw, we saw it prior. I know I'm going back here, but, like, you know, back when we got Ocho Cinco and it looked like crap in training camp and just, you know, even a couple of years ago and last year when it just didn't look great where the offense, they would have a bad day and then they would come back and they would have a worse day. So I'm starting to feel optimistic. And my, my daughters, my twin girls had a question for you, Hardy. Oh, good. Why are you always lying? What? Oh, oh my goodness. Why are you teaching them that? It's terrible. Okay, okay. That, well, that's it. Thanks, so, Pat. Uh, we got ju- to jump anyway. 
think people take us very seriously. I, I, I don't. And, uh, Pat, please don't ever break that cardinal rule again. No kids on the radio. Correct. You know, so let's, not, let's not do that anymore. And why are you looking at me like that, Tamara? Because you love children so much? <laughs> Be honest. You want to talk to I a bunch love, of kids? I love children, but I don't, you know, I'm working. I love my children. Right. The I, end. I, and I like, chil- I like children in general. <laughs> nah, not me. Because I'm, kind of like, I'm kind of a child. Babies Let's are, call it like it is. You know what? First question for Pete Doherty. I've already got it lined up. Let's bring got? up. Let's go behind enemy lines. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. every, every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for it. Joining us again uh, from Green Bay, where the Patriots and Packers are going to play tonight, it's Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Pete, you're on with Hardy, Mike Dassault, Tamara, Paul. Great to have you with us again, Pete. How are you? Well, that's a lot of you. That's a, we, well, there, we have you on the phone. Everybody wants to ask you something. I have the first most important question, this or that, puppies or babies? <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose puppies. one. Puppies. Puppies. Yep. Ugh. See? That, that, the, Pete knows. I mean, kids. Ugh. Who needs them? But puppies? <laughs> Bring me all the puppies. I'll take all the puppies. Babies, not so much. All right. How are things uh, going with the joint practices this week, Pete? Uh, it looked like uh, you're all right, Tamara. Uh, is uh, things a little uh, little tense there between the two teams? Yeah, the second day. The, the first day was uh, there were no uh, – it was really uneventful, no fights or anything. And the second day – I was down watching the Packers defense and the Patriots offense, but I'm like, sounds like there were four fights in about 10 or 15 minutes at the other end. And then in a special team period, there were a couple more, and they had to cut the special team period short because, you know, a fight kept breaking out every every other uh, rep. So, yeah, things got heated. It's that, that second day. I I was asking players, you know, do they need to cut these down to just one day? and. I don't know if I asked four guys that. They all said no, but I'm wondering if uh, if back-to-back days is too much and the tempers, they just can't hold them, you know? Hey, Pete, I was I was out there. I, I was actually down that other end with the defense and the Packers offense. I, I just got to ask you about Christian Watson because I, I came away so impressed with him. Um, just what kind of development have you seen from him here in his in his second season? Because he, he was dominating at times uh, over those two days. Yeah, I kind of been – I've seen the same thing in camp. Um you know, he came back and uh, his, he just looked, uh, especially his legs looked a little thicker. He looked a little stronger. But what jumped out to me was he just, he looked so much more confident catching the ball, you know, running routes too, but just even just catching the ball than he did, you know, last year at this time. Um, you know, we didn't get much of a feel last year for, you know, early how good he was going to be because he missed most of camp with a hamstring and he was hurt most of the first half of the season. And when he started playing, you know, he played the final eight games. I think they went five and three in those. They were just they were so much better than they'd been when he didn't play. He's uh, he's a real big play threat. I think they, you know, I think they ended up. I, I find it hard to believe this guy won't be a really good pick unless the health issues that plagued him last year. You know, if he keeps getting hurt, then you know that could be the thing that derails him. But there's a there's a ton of talent there. I mean, he's tall and fast, and uh, he's a really smart guy. And I think he's he wants to be good at his craft. So I. I would think uh, his future's looking really bright. 
I have a question about Jordan Love. I saw him a lot when I was working in the Mountain West, and he was at Utah State, and you know now he has his chance to, you know, be the starting quarterback for the Packers. What were your thoughts on him against this veteran defense with the Patriots? So, what did you think of him in college? What did you see? A lot of turnovers, um, but yeah. I, saw, I saw potential, and you know I think a lot of people have potential, but some don't turn it into production. So I'm kind of just looking to see, you know, will he take this opportunity that he has and run with it, or you know, will he kind of, I don't want to say falter, and you know, someone else will have to come in and get drafted next year to take his spot. But I'm, I'm kind of interested to see because these are pretty big shoes to fill with Aaron Rodgers gone. Yeah, that's what this whole that's what this season's all about for these guys. He's um I wonder too if he was gonna be a turnover, you know, machine. Um, the little bit that he played, you know, his first couple of years he had some uh, interception issues, then when he played last year he didn't. But uh in camp he's been just he's been pretty decent, you know. It's been uh, you know, there's he's never had a, just a incredible day. But he had a, he had some really solid days, and he had a couple not as not as solid, but not terrible days. I'm thinking the second packet practice against the Patriots was actually probably one of his his worst at camp because he hadn't been throwing many interceptions. I think he'd thrown three all camp coming into um, coming into this week, and then on Wednesday or on Thursday, sorry, he threw uh, I think it was two. And when I was down there watching, he had at least one and probably two others that could have pretty easily been intercepted. So that was a decision-making was probably his, the shakiest day uh, he's had all camp. Now they dropped a couple touchdown passes in two minutes, too. And um, he has his, he does have his moments where he has, you know, so he always has a couple pretty good throws uh, every practice. Uh, you know, I, who knows once they, mm-hmm. when they're playing real games and game planning and all that. Kind of, I if I had to, you know, make a guess, I'm thinking he might be. I think he's got a pretty good chance to be good enough to, you know, to be a guy who's their quarterback a couple of years from now. Mm. Um, and I can't remember thinking anything more of Rodgers at this point of his career than, you know, when Rodgers took over in 08 at this, you know, at this point in training camp. I, I don't think anybody saw Hall of Fame coming there. Um, but I would say if I'm the Packers, I'm feeling, you know, pretty decent about him right now. But the the hard part is still to come, you know, the real games. So what do you expect to see tonight, Pete, out of uh, Jordan Love and the, and the starters? Do you ex- expect to see them play uh, much, or, you know, what's the plan? It sounds like they're probably going to play, and if they do, I'm thinking two or three series. I don't think they want to play all those guys too much because they're, as much as they'd like to give Love the work, they don't want to expose, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to have him out there. All the starters are out there. And they don't want to expose those guys to uh, injuries. So you know they played two two series against Cincinnati. So I'm thinking I don't know two or three depending on how things go um, tonight would be my best guess. I'm hoping uh, I don't know what Belichick's history is. I'm hoping he plays a lot of his starters on defense. Last week Cincinnati only played one. Uh, so I'm so I'm hoping that we see you know half or more of uh new england starters just to see what this guy looks like but i don't know if belichick ever does that or not pete doherty with the uh green bay press gazette i'm curious as to what the attitude is like if you've got like a general pulse from packers fans about this new era because i can tell you here after brady left there was a fair amount of well, sucks that brady's gone but at least this is going to be different there'll be something compelling in the newness of it 
and that's you, Juicy. He's talking <laughs> about you. No, there was a fair number of people, and also there were a fair number of people still rooting for Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. Yeah. So, two part question. Is there a general pulse in terms of the attitude that fans have toward this new era Packers team and um, any kind of a general feeling as to how they feel about Aaron Rodgers with the Jets? Yeah, very much the former with your first question. I mean, when I was talking, I'd run into people just before they traded Rodgers. I'd run into, you know, acquaintances and friends, you know, at the grocery store, being out wherever. And we'd, you know, chat for a minute or two. And then I'd say, so uh, trade him or keep him. And, you know, you could see the wheel spin, and, of course, they knew what I was talking about. Right. And I would say 90% of the people I talked to um, wanted to trade him. I think the thing had just worn out. Um, you know, he's not a real – he's not an everyman like Favre was, so he was hard with, for fans to identify with and all the drama. I think Packers fans were just tired of it. So there's very much that – I think love is getting the benefit of the doubt, and there's very much that – that sense of a fresh start and newness and everything and things being more interesting in that, in that way. Okay. Um, my guess is, you know, people will want Rogers to do poorly. More Packers fans generally speak. I haven't asked them this, but I'm guessing the majority will probably be fine if he doesn't do very well. Okay. And, you know, part of that's probably, um, you know, they, their pick, uh, escalates to a one, uh, if he plays a lot, and <laughs> right. that would be high in the first round. It would be higher in the first round the more games. So. Okay. Pete, uh, totally kind of saw the same things from Jordan Love that, that you mentioned earlier. I'm just curious, watching two days of practice, did anything kind of stand out to you, any players uh, on the Patriots' side of the ball, uh, just getting your first look at, at them on the practice fields? Uh, well, Jabril Peppers stood out because he seems to uh, enjoy <laughs> – he and Jair, Jair Alexander were uh, getting into it pretty good, uh, just jawing at each other. Uh, Pepper seems like he's a fun guy to be around. Um, Not the for first some of us. Day, I thought Jones looked really pedestrian the first day, but I thought he was pretty solid from what I saw on, on the second day. So if I were the Patriots, I'd probably be uh, encouraged by that. They, the Patriots' offense didn't look very good the little bit that I saw on the first day. Um, but the, the second day, I thought they were they were pretty solid. They had a really good red zone period. I think if there were ten plays, they probably scored touchdowns on six or seven of them. So um, just Jones looking better in that second day has probably jumped out to me as uh, as much as anything. Well, I don't know what you're watching, Pete, because <laughs> Deuce was there. He said the offense looked great the first day. Now he's the only one. <laughs> he's the only one who thought that. He How literally did I said he looked great. The only football guy at the camp. That said, the Patriots' offense and Mac Jones specifically looked okay well, the first day. When but you've been watching them the whole oh, time. Wait, wait, Pete, I have one more question. How long was the first day of joint practices? <laughs> it was two hours and twenty-seven minutes, which is way longer than before usually goes. So I think we know who was kind of. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's funny because we had a joint practice in Philly a couple of years ago, and Nick Sirianni clearly believes in shorter practices, and they were closer to it's over. It's it over was closer to an hour and a half. Yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah. So uh, certainly Sirianni had a, a big say in that. But yeah, two hours and twenty-seven minutes. <laughs> that was Mike Reese's number. So. Pete's uh, co-signing on the two hours, 27 minutes. Hey, uh, Pete, great to talk to you again. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. We appreciate all your insight, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. There you go. Thanks, Pete. Pete Doherty there, Green Bay Press yeah, Gazette. I, I thought it's interesting getting that other perspective mm -hmm. of 
the same stuff. You know, people watching the same stuff, but from a different, you know, perspective. Because you're watching it from the Green Bay side. Yeah. Um, in the the Jordan Love stuff, I find interesting. It's you know? exactly oh, yeah. that's exactly how I felt about him. And there were there were a few plays that I was like, right on, nice. And he's right. I mean, the two interceptions though, I didn't totally put those on Love. I mean, I, there were later on. Jack Jones was like right there, almost picked off. One, I mean, he had a real good day the second day, Jack Jones, but everything he said about Jordan and Love, kind of what I saw, And I think that might be something, you know, not to, like, belabor. I think we're having fun with you when, uh, oh, about, yeah, yeah, about no, the no, first no, day. I know, I know. But that's what I, I, I read. Sacks, checkdowns, dropped picks by Rasul Douglas. Like, supposedly he had, like, two or three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the kinds of things that, you know, you don't – when it's dropped and it doesn't, doesn't hurt you, like, you don't remember it. You know, it sort of goes well, away. And, and then there was one, too, like right at the end. I think it was the last play of the final two-minute drive um, that was up the seam to Luke Musgrave, the rookie, who looked real good. Um, the ball was so wet. I mean, it just went right through his hands. So there were a couple of those plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Situational. You're like, all right, should he have caught it? Probably wet ball, though. Um, but but love was sporadic, I thought. Um, and, and That's the, what it sounds like. The, the, the picks were, I mean, Duggar ripped the, like, just took the ball from the guy in the end zone. And then Marcus Jones was de- deflected on the sideline. So, you know, not terrible throws, but but what he said, I, I agree with. That's what I saw, too. I also liked how he pointed out, like, that Rodgers at this point, he was like, we had no idea what he was going to be. So, I, I'm like, I like that optimistic yeah. uh, optimism that he has because I don't know. Did everyone have the same optimism with Mac Jones as, like, okay, was Brady like this, <laughs> you know, his first, his rookie season? So Oh, Brady was. As yeah. soon as he played. <laughs> Like he, it was, but that's different. Like that's yeah. the greatest player who's ever played. Yeah, and I don't, I Tamara, I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't want to confuse optimism with open mindedness. Mm. I think yeah. he's just being open minded. We don't know what he's going to be. Don't. Yeah. And yeah, and you can tell like what he thinks. He hasn't been, he hasn't been overly impressed. Yeah. He yeah. might be able to be the quarterback in yeah. two years. Yeah, right. I, I, I think that's what, which is another reason why the whole bar being lowered. Like, they didn't play the world champion Green Bay Packers over, over, over the last week in joint practices. They played a team that's kind of like them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing with Love, too, is that he just looks the part. Like, he oh, just he does. looks an athlete. He's a big, sturdy guy. He can run a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just, like he said, it's going to come down to decision making. Yes. And, and that's he has what all he has to do. the tools. Like, he has the arm, he has the, the, the look, he's athletic. Just putting it all together. Yeah. That's why we liked him. We didn't love him. We liked I him. did not like him. We li- you didn't even like him. I, I did not like him. <laughs> you sound I, like one of the old school scouts in Moneyball. <laughs> he's like, he's got the face, <laughs> ugly girlfriend, beautiful swing, ugly girlfriend. Yeah, like, <laughs> so what? Can he play? <laughs> we don't know. And I, I mean, but I mean, that's how honestly how I felt when Daniel Jones was drafted. I'm like, did y'all only draft him because he looked like Eli? Like, I'm so confused because I don't think he- like just walking down the street looks like Eli. Yes. <laughs> Because I'm like playing wise, it's not there. Yeah. He's getting better with coaching, but yeah. like he's still not where I think he like where he got picked. I don't think he was good enough to be picked there. Right. I agree with that. I thought that was a reach to go. I think he was like sixth overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought like, that was. What? But you know, I, I can I can understand what they saw. I just not not sixth overall. Yeah, like no. to me, that's someone who doesn't have a lot of questions um, um, from a physical standpoint. Yes, yes, Hardy. Again, I take full responsibility for this, for coming in on time. <laughs> really, really on time. I don't know time. why you're belaboring the fact that you were on time. I mean, so because was Because I. I was a little fresh. So was Tamara, and so was Mike. We were all on time. Right. You've been here for hours, I know. I you. have not. You had to do you were crossword. Te- you I were texting us about the food available here like an hour ago. 
Yeah. So I haven't been here for hours. I All was right. here less than an hour before the start of the show. My only point is this. I have a long ride. The keys to the game, something we'd normally do at the very top. We didn't do it. And... I think Matt Morell, if it's all right with you, if it's all right with everybody, we'll do them now. The Patriots need. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now, just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game? Also. Keys to the game are brought to you by Deuce, Tamara, Paul, and me, Hardy. We all have keys. And now, please, give us your key, Mike Deuce. Oh, no, Your key no. to the game. My joke backfired on me. I was trying to be silly on the text. And, I, and, and, so and you, they they just set that in stone as your key. The, the, the match just was like, no joking on the text. And so he made, I thought, whack the pack because you're always coming up with something, you know, to silly. rhyme. Silly. Silly. I was like, oh, Hardy will do this. Ha, <laughs> it's text. And then little, lo and behold, okay. I come to find out well, that, that this is my key. Well, that is. Uh, <laughs> this that is, is not my key. Another one. That so is, I just Patriots, assume. ignore this. This is not my key. We don't want to whack the pack. No. Okay. Well, if I, when I do make a joke, and I did in mine, it actually has like some, I, I can BS my way into having it be an actual football oh, yes, key. Is whack the pack? No, I can't. That, I there's can't nothing my, behind I can't it. Fool, because it's not a real game. Why'd I say whack the pack? Who cares? It's you know a preseason the, you know game. The, I don't give a... You know the problem is? You've got to be smart to be a smartass. I guess. Okay. I'm not smart. I'm a dumbass is what mm-hmm. I am. Uh, but I'm going to go with what my real key was, was just find some gems again. I'd just like to see some more young guys pop a little bit. Some new guys just get an opportunity. I think you know maybe Marte Mapu. Uh, he came out of his red jersey in Green Bay. And, I'm uh, writing all this stuff down because last week Deuce nailed it. <laughs> had, a, had a hard hit. Um, so I'd, I'd like to just you know see him, maybe Isaiah Bolden, uh, you know, him popping a little bit. He had the kickoff return. Uh, but would just love to see you know a new face like Keon White did last week that just kind of surprises you and, and comes out. I think that's really the best thing, and I think the other – Little piece of this is just if the starters do play, nobody get hurt. Like, that's, you know, the big one right now. You just don't want any injuries. But love to find a gem, and, and then they can whack the pack. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Not bad. I think he did it. Paul? <laughs> Checks notes. Looks disgusted. Uh, find some rhythm. Because <laughs> uh, I think that the starters rhythm. have to um, – I, I, I think the starters are going to be out there for a little bit. Which – I could go either way on because, you know, when Bill Belichick talks about, well, all the players that get all the all the snaps in practice won't play as much. Well, I think this, they, they got all the snaps in practice, and I think they're going to play tonight a little bit. So um, I think when they're out there, I think it would really be nice to build off of Thursday's performance and have some success offensively. I'm with my – I don't care about the game. I don't care who wins. I don't care if they score, but can you, you know, move the ball and look like a competent offense? Mm. I love it, Paul. I, and I had the same Find thought some watching, watching a little bit of the early uh, Dolphins game, which, you know, it, it all worked out okay, but the first pass of the game, Tua threw an interception. And, right. You know, I'm just imagining, like, you know, hey, we all kind of have a little bit of, like, optimism right now around the offense and Mac a little bit. You know, it's with one practice, you don't want to over, overstate it. But, you know, if they were to go out there and not and not be able to, it would just be really disappointing. Love to see them build on like, it. And, it, and, and find not even a turnover, but, like, it would be so disheartening to, like, first down, they, they throw the ball – He's under pressure. He has to throw it away. Second down, they run for nothing. Third down, he's under pressure. He has to throw it away. Punt. Yeah. Punt. Like, that would be so disheartening. Yep. yep. I'm totally I, with you. I agree. No. Or or he's forcing it to someone who's not really open and it falls incomplete. Yeah. Know? Right. I mean, right. I think the pressure thing is real, though. And that's, you know, that's a problem that even though I think they got around it in the red zone drills, but it's still an issue for Remind them. Remind me after we're done with keys, I want to get back to the red zone on Thursday. Okay. 
Don't forget, because you know me. Remind me. Because you know I will I forget. You. I got you. Write it down, Deuce. <laughs> Tamara, your key? My key is keep that same energy. And by that, I mean the energy they had on Thursday, whether yeah. it's Jabril Peppers on the sideline chirping away, whether it's you know the red zone efficiency and Mac Jones celebrating after every touchdown. Whatever that energy, that juice was, I need them to have that today. In terms of kind of what Paul was saying, like, be competent on offense. I need you to have juice, have energy, and actually come out there and, you know, maybe, like Deuce said, whack the pack. Don't do that, actually. But just come out there and be productive. Don't be lazy. Don't be turning the ball over. Like, I actually want to see, like, the guys continue to build on something and not revert backwards, you know? Like, we're seeing, like, spurts of it. Sure. But I would rather see, like, continuous production. I I, I like that. And if I could just – piggyback on this a little bit like because I, I think that there's an element of a new offense with Bill O'Brien and I think you know last year you were like well let's give it time let's give it time and I think there's an element element of that this year too so you know if they were able to keep that momentum it mm-hmm. would maybe feel like all right they're starting to understand the offense maybe that's part of why they're starting to get some momentum now so I, I'm, I'm totally on board I'd love to just see solid couple drives they move the ball maybe they score a touchdown and we kind of keep the good mojo going right into next week. Well, it sounds like you're you're talking about a, a little bit of aggression, a little bit of energy. Would you would you then co-sign on my key for Bill Belichick and the coaching staff and whatever game plan exists for a preseason game to just let Mac attack the pack, <laughs> just let him loose out there, air it out, kid. I love it. I love it. Why don't you go out there and play some football? You know, just go out there and let's. Let's air it out a little bit Throw tonight. Pick skin around, it. yeah. Out there and sling it. Right? Check down, Charlie. We've seen that all through camp. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get after it. Now, I've kind of been waffling a little bit on this week. Uh, on this, yeah, a little bit on like starters playing. Does it matter? Does it this that? Yeah, offensive line. Do you want Mac to get injured? I want to see something that I think has some bearing on the regular season, and I want to see it tonight. Yeah, you don't like mess it. around in the last one before the. Now I, again, who knows? Yeah, three piece play a little next week too. But I, yeah, I'll play a little next you. week. I like your theory. But let's let's see something on the field tonight. If these preseason games are a thing that are necessary, prove it to me. Prove it to me tonight by by allowing these starters to play more than a series or even two, and leave them out there and do some stuff that we might actually see some uh, likeness to when they start playing games that count in the regular season. And what I think they're going to have to do is let this offense go a little tiny bit. Now, they're probably not ready. They're probably not feeling it. They probably don't have the confidence. But if there's ever a time to find out it's in a preseason game against another crappy team, or (laughs) did I say another, against (laughs) a crappy team, uh, where it doesn't matter if you win. So So go do it tonight. I mean, best guess. We could see for an offensive line, you know, could we get Trent Brown? He, he took a lot of snaps, full full reps, right? I mean, so Connor McDermott got hurt. No, he wasn't but even in. So, I mean, so they don't can, have can much. We, like, can yeah. we possibly get Trent Brown, uh, Tony Omafi, David, David Andrews, Andrews, Riley Reef at right guard, which is where he spent the week. And City. Right? City and then so. C- City, City so. Yeah. That's like, I understand Cole Strange and Michael Wenyu are not there. They're not going to play. We know that. But I, I don't think that that's a line that you should have to say, I can't put my starting quarterback out there and throw passes behind. That could be your line in week one. Yeah, I mean, two rookies is, is definitely scary. I would say, too, um, and when you was, 
there in, no, in Green Bay. No, I thought that was a was, great sign. And was walking a little, like doing you know the little high leg kicks, and I mean, so he's doing a tiny bit. I think he's going to be activated yet, in Week One. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I have anything to base that on? Absolutely not. Nothing. But I, I have. I just feel like there was a plan in place. Like he had surgery and. They knew this was going to be – this is nothing surprising. Whereas Cole yeah. Strange got hurt during camp. I don't know about him. I see him every day, so that makes me encouraged that he's close at least. But I don't know about him because he suffered an injury during camp. I just – I think it's going to come down to maybe, maybe City Sow and, and how City So. geez, I got to get it right. Um, so – You know, because, I mean – Early in camp, he was kind of the third guy down on the right tackle. He had a tough time in one on one. He struggled and, a little bit, and yeah. now it's like he's 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 emerged and he's risen up the, the the depth chart. But is it because he's been playing great, or is it because they're kind of like scrambling and trying to audition people? Okay, so I wanted to get to the red zone on Thursday. I was going to remind you which about was that. Was, was terrific. <laughs> it was like, it was terrific, right? They, the Mac Jones threw a number of uh, they, they had a number of scoring plays yeah. in the red zone. Yep, uh, in their series. I wanted to ask you about Bailey Zappi mm. because I heard a lot of recaps of Thursday's practice. I read a lot of recaps of Thursday's practice. I did not see a lot of mentions of Bailey Zappi going six for six in the red zone with six touchdowns. Did that? Ha- I I know that you're not necessarily in offense. Why do you think that that was so downplayed? I've heard a lot of people tell me how bad Bailey Zappi has been in this camp, and I don't understand it. I, I couldn't speak to it, Paul. I mean, honestly, I didn't. I mean, it's funny you bring it up, and I'm like, geez, that's a good point. Why isn't that being taught? I don't know. Like, no one was talking about it. I mean, I think it was because everyone was so, you know, enamored with how Mac and the Ones did. Um, you know, I thought overall from the bits and pieces that I did see of Zappy, it was, you know, more of the same of kind of what we've had all summer, up and down, and, you know, throw here. Oh, not, yeah, and he not hasn't so been, much I, well, I don't I want to j- suggest that he's been great in camp. Yeah. I just but this is what this I don't is think what it's I want been to, that much different than Mac. Yeah. If he was six for six and, and had all this work. What were the plays like? Was he was he actually hitting guys that you know, you know, cross the body throws to the back corners of the end zone, or are he throwing screens where guys are sneaking around the end? I, and getting I, the end I have zone? no idea. But I mean, six red zone snaps, six touchdowns with Bailey Zappi. I just was curious as to why I'm not reading about it, and maybe I'll get to that off air. Okay. Well, well, now would be actually a better time to do it because we still have another hour and twenty minutes to kill. <laughs> I also would love, yeah, but to I don't know. want to be uh, accused of. Ripping people like I often am. <laughs> but this, uh, and, and I'm sorry, Tamara, just no, real good. quickly, and we're going to talk a, a lot about Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott here at some point, too. But this is where it's, you know, instructive and helpful to actually get into the numbers a little bit. Like, what did he have last year in Dallas? 12 touchdowns? Uh, was that the number that was uh, being uh, Zeke, thrown about? Yeah, I think yeah. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. 12 rushing, rushing touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. Seven of them were from inside the, the two. Or the one. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, wait a second. No, well, and, and there's value in that. I'm there, not dismissing it, but it does lend context. You're I'm, absolu- dis- I'm dismissing you're it. You're absolutely right. It lends context. I'm dismissing it. I mean, uh, do you know how many running backs you can find that can punch it in from the one-yard yeah. line? Now, Patriots fans will argue they didn't have one last year, which I would argue against that because I think Stevenson is fully capable. Well, yeah. And and listen, the, the more details that the came out. They can't get to the one. Well, That's the, the problem. Yeah, that's the, the details that came out about Zeke's contract the second time around, I feel better about it now, but I'm also, you know, not quite believing in the fact that he's going to be Paul's any kind of Came prepared <laughs> for that. Oh, you got, all the, you got all the numbers, the Paul? Offense, I, heard, so. I heard you guys really getting into that yesterday, and how much we know how much Paul loves this uh, I w- contract. I, w- <laughs> I want to let Tamara make her point, though, when we were still talking about the well, about I Zappy. Pre- I was just preparing for the last hour and 20 minutes that you told me I had to fill. Yeah, well, you do. So, <laughs> um, I was going to ask, Mike, well, again, I probably a question for Evan maybe, but 
did they do a lot of like mixing up because you know how before they were like kind of giving bailey kind of like the per- perceived ones now it was it was it was pretty defined it was pretty defined from everything i saw it was yeah one okay. two three and I guess Cunningham took a couple snaps the first day. Mm. I didn't hear anybody talk about Cunningham the second day. All runs. Um, which he had I, four snaps. Yeah. They were two quarterback draws and two hands. Which I think is a, probably a fun thing to get to, too, because I've got a little bit of a hot take to, as Ooh, well. What's about, your hot take? Well, my hot take is that Malik Cunningham is not going to play a part in the Patriots offense this year. He's being used to prepare the Patriots defense mm-hmm. and to give the rest of the NFL something to think about. And once the regular season starts, Malik Cunningham will be on the practice squad where he will prepare the team each week. They have to face a mobile quarterback. Um, you know, I just I, like, w- yeah, you know, I try to think they can't get him through waivers. <laughs> well, think about, I mean, what, like logically when you're setting up a practice and you have your first team defense and your first team offense out there and you say, all right, the first four reps, we're going to bring this rookie kid out who can run and let him do four runs, and then and then the first team quarterback's going to come in. Why, why would you do that? Like, if you're really going to make a package for a guy, fine. Let him go in the second or third reps. Great. Mm-hmm. Let him, you know, let him do a few different things. Let him start to get comfortable. But to me, from what I've seen, and I know that he did take a couple against the Packers, so maybe you know, maybe they are working on something. But I just see it as our defense has stunk against mobile quarterbacks, and every day. At the top of mind, we want to remind them that in week one, they're going to see Jalen Hurts back there, and he's going to be running all over the place. So get it in your head. This is what we're going to be dealing with. And that, to me, you know, if someone wants to say it logically, like, well, why would they put him out there? Oh, they want to needle Mac a little bit. All right, maybe. But, you know, it just doesn't make sense no, to I'm, me. I'm a thousand percent with Mike, and he and I talked about this a little bit um, when he before you left. I also think it's – you put it out there first, so we all talk about it as much as we did. Oh, he took – you know, quote, quote, significant reps, you know, at quarterback. So now Philadelphia is saying, oh, they're going to have a package for Millie Cunningham. we got to be ready for We're that. We're going to spend six, we gotta waste six extra minutes. we got to waste time, you know, preparing for I, it. I think the day, the day if it came that he showed up in a red non-contact jersey, then yes, then you'd be like, okay, they're going to use him on offense this year. But until then, yeah, no. That too. That too. It's another, it's another point. So, I, I mean, look, they, it, like, they, they could possibly, I mean, maybe if things aren't going great, and, mm-hmm. you know, Mac is struggling and they need a spark and, and maybe they're, you know, want to keep this in their back pocket. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I'm just a little bit skeptical of, you know, everybody pushing the immediate button that, all right, week one, it's going to be every other series. They're going to have a, you know, a couple plays for Malik Cunningham. I, I don't I, I just I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my opinion right now. Well, my opinion is that if you're going to have a couple of plays for Malik Cunningham, they better be some all world plays, because if he's only coming in for those two plays, it's the biggest telegraph in the world. When he come, trots onto the field, it's like, oh, they're going to do this. Right. You have to use him more than that. You mm-hmm. have to utilize him probably in a receiver role, and you probably have to throw him out there a couple of times where he doesn't even touch the ball I like so that. that you have to uh, keep defenses honest and guessing. It's like, oh, Malik is out there. That doesn't necessarily mean this. And if you put him out there for a couple of plays that you designed for him, then what's the value in that if the defense knows exactly what's about to happen? And my feeling on that has always been if you have a really good offense, you don't have to worry about it. But if your offense struggles, that's why, like, Marcus Jones got opportunities last year. And he had – because they had to do something. Spark. And he gave them the spark. So if that's the the way Malik Cunningham gets in the game because it's just not working, then I have no problem with it. Yeah. You try something, you try anything to move the ball and be productive. But if, if Mac Jones plays like he did Thursday, I don't want to see Malik Cunningham to potentially, you know, halt the momentum. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cough the ball up, make some Not because sp- I don't have any belief mistake. in Malik Cunningham. I just don't think he's yeah. ready yet. But, I, I mean, I really like what you said, Hardy, though. I think, you know, working him, like, 
working him in more as a receiver. Like, all right, he's he's out on the field, but he's not a quarterback. He's out on the field. He's not a quarterback. Then all of a sudden he's out on the field. Oh, he is a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. like you can't just roll him out there to take exactly. four quarterback snaps a game and think that the other team's going to be, you know, Exactly. Oh, and, no. And, oh, no. And, what do we do now? And, and it's like you're burning three roster spots with quarterbacks. So, like, you need to make some use of him if you're going to keep him. I mean, I do think the emergency quarterback thing is, like, interesting to dive into how they do that. And, I mean, that's probably more your thing. You have to have him on the roster, just yeah. like Tamara just said. I, I, I agree with her. I, I think it's – if they don't think that they can get Cunningham to the practice squad and they feel like he's worth trying to develop, then you have to keep him. I get mm-hmm. that. But I don't think that they want to. I don't think they want to have three quarterbacks on the active roster. Yeah, it'd be insane. Um, I do think it's interesting that he's getting look at Gunner and other things on special teams. I think that's yeah, interesting. I, I think. I mean, I, I think that's usually to me. It's always we like this guy. How many different ways can we find for him to contribute so we can, you know, pu- to give a that's roster spot? That's why I spot, think there is say, a chance you know, that they're going to keep him because. They're thinking, well, if we have to keep him as a ro- in our, in roster him, yeah, he can do. A, what can we have yeah. him do that substantiates that, other yep. than being the third quarterback? Right. Yep. Right. Because I don't think they're going to use the emergency quarterback thing. And by the way, in order to use Cunningham in that role, you'd have to have Zappy as the third quarterback, mm-hmm. the emergency quarterback, yeah. if you want to play Cunningham. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise, the emergency quarterback can't play unless the other two guys are unavailable. Oh, that's right. All right. So, which, uh, which would also be a risk because then. If Mac Jones goes down with a separated shoulder in the middle of the first quarter, you got to play Malik Cunningham at quarterback until right. he gets hurt, <laughs> and then he's got to fake an injury if he's doing bad, and then get right. him out of there. Right, right, right. Okay, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's take some calls here. Eight five five Pats five hundred. Uh, if you could be so kind, Matt, as to pull up Tony in Canada. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Tony. Tony, what do you got for us? Oh, hi, guys. Uh, well, just following along with the, all the news in training camp, and I uh, was wondering what you guys thought about DeMario Douglas. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him and <clears throat> DeMario Douglas, and I'm just yeah. wondering, um, do you guys see a possibility that he might be able to get some actual play time when the regular season starts? I do. I, yeah, and, I uh, do, definitely. I think we all have uh, seen those positive things that people are talking about I think we'd all agree with. Yep, yep. Is it possible that he can maybe bump out one of the other receivers and get a regular spot? I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I unfortunately, I just think you know. I don't know what Thornton's status was. Didn't sound like it was major. Got hurt laying out, but he's just been kind of hovering for me. And I, I think that Douglas is firmly with those other top four with Juju and Parker. And, yeah, and, and I think he has sort of a distinct kind of skill set yep. that he can run a lot of shallow crosses and. You know, maybe do some jet motion sweeps and you know things like that to him, um, and try to utilize his quickness. And I, I think that they'll try to get the ball in his hands like that. And I don't think they really have another guy yeah, like don't. that. So I don't think he'll necessarily replace somebody else. But I, I mean, I think he's pretty close to a roster spot yeah. um, locked up at this point. I would say so. I'm curious. So did you hear good tonight. news on Thornton's Thanks, injury? Because t- I had Tony. Thank you. No, just, the call, I, just based on when, when when he went off, it was initially it didn't. You know what I mean? Initially, it didn't seem like they were. You know, and so we're reading into it. Was no urgency. You're right on the side. There wasn't like you know even with. I mean, I was right there for Keon White. I mean, I was he was sitting right next to me on top of a Gatorade jug. He was after fine, he got right? Hurt. He seemed fine. I mean, everybody was coming over and and he was walking without a limp. I mean, he, so I don't know. You try so to read into these things. It but. wasn't the same as like when Gasecki left. 
No, practice. no, and, but I didn't even see that one either. <laughs> that was like, I know, I, li- I know. I gave you one job. I know. I, I asked you <laughs> to do the blogs for me well, one Paul, day. I was, Jabril Preppers was doing something, and oh, I was watching him do it. Sakes, uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but, no, I, it's, it, you know how these things are, though. It's, I mean, I could say that, and we might not see Keon Week for four weeks. I have no idea. But at least that would look coming off the field. He wasn't, you know, in an air cast or anything crazy like that. So, um, but, but you don't know with Thornton. And, I mean, again, it's another upper body injury, right? So it's just... It's unfortunate for him. Last year was the collarbone. Now it's maybe a shoulder that he's dealing with. And it's just a guy that can't afford to lose the momentum that, that he should be building right now. Let me ask you guys a question. Okay. When's the last time you had your eyes checked? Uh, about two years. And I keep getting emails from my optometrist. And I'm like, I'm not out of two context. Two years? Yet. I'm not I don't, out of context. I, I, I don't even Wait a minute. Have... How are you not running out of context? I just, I go long. Okay, so. <laughs> you do what I do. <laughs> like, so, Paul, you far? How often are you supposed to change it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm every month. I yeah, I don't. Like, I go I've three, never had contacts. Months. I've never had glasses. Yeah, I go every any year. Kind. I so, you go see. every year. Tamara? Every year. Okay, I have Although to. Although I am a little bit behind right now. I'm okay, behind. I have to go. Yeah, I went once like 10 years ago. So you can't see you like can't Jose keep your from Texas? So, okay, I thought it was. It's not very jo- popular for your ocular. Josie, I could see Texas, but it looks like Marla Maple's insect. Okay. Is what so Josie is calling gonna go, Matt, if you, Jose. We're going to go, Matt, if you'd be so kind in to Texas. Jose in Texas, who would like to talk about Marte Mapu's impact. Not Marla Maple's insect. <laughs> not, Mar- not Marla Maple's. Okay. Jose, thank you for Save holding. What's one. up? How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering to see if you guys think Mapu would play any linebacker today. Uh, it's a good question. I, I, you know, that's better one for Deuce since you, you watch the defense. I was watching the defense. Was um, he doing linebackerish? No, stuff? He's, he's a safety. You think I mean, he's, he's playing, playing with safety. safeties. I mean, he might play like in a you know third and long. They might have him at you know at a linebacker position where he's probably covering a running back or a tight end, but. Um, that that's about the extent of his linebacker duty. I don't think I've ever seen him once in like a base defense with like Godshaw guy and Wise in front of him, and he's like next to Juwan Bentley. You know, most of the stuff you've seen him at linebacker has been sub packages, and you know, all right, this is a third and long kind of situation. But um, but otherwise, I think I think he's a safety. But I'm, I'm optimistic he's going to play tonight. He had a big hit. I mean, I I haven't checked in on uh, on Tucker Craft, but I, he went he left the field. He crumbled to the ground. So something in like a hybrid defensive set, they would bring him up a little bit and kind of. Okay. Same kind of stuff. Okay. Same kind All of right. stuff as Duggar. Is that yeah. good enough, Jose? Was, was that, that typical? Would that, would that get you close enough to make you happy? Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. Watch tonight. I, I mean, have I, one extra question. You guys yeah. said about the three quarterbacks. What about uh, two kickers? I heard Evan and uh, talking about that a little bit that they might carry Folk and the new guy. Yeah, my guess is Folk will go to the practice squad if they want to do something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, if they if they talked if if that's assuming folk is interested in doing that, mm. right? My guess is they would put him on the practice squad and activate him as necessary. I just think I just think he's folks continue to be a little bit more consistent. I mean, I think they both have had a miss or two every day, um, but Ryland is consistently he always misses one or two for sure. And yeah. you know, folk had some good days. And I would say on the other flip side, I thought. You know, I didn't get too into, like, analyzing the punters. I've been I reading I, about this a little bit. Our guy is right? kind of struggling a little. I did. Right. Hey, I Baringer. asked you about that on Thursday. I know. And also, yeah. funny note, people are tweeting that it's pretty windy today in Green Bay. So the kicking tonight should be very interesting. Well, so there I was, wonder if. There, there, was a fu- there was a funny one. Um, it was uh, it was the was it the Packers. Yeah, it was the Packers kicker. And the wind was coming, oh and it was no. the first day. And so they had a net behind the – there was like one of those um, uprights that you roll over. You know, it's like a oh portable yeah. Yeah. portable upright. Now, was that on Nitschke Field <laughs> or Hudson Field? 
I think it was Nitschke. Okay. <laughs> so the wind's coming from the back of the from the back of the uh, end zone, and it had a net behind it, and the net is blowing through <gasps> the uprights, and so the kicker kicks the ball. And it hits the net, and, and it would have gone through. in, but it never went through because the wind was blowing that's, that's the net. That's no good, as you <laughs> and know. And it helped it up. So it was, uh, it was funny. A lot of the Packers guys were, like, looking at the equipment guys, like, what the hell? You know, like, try to keep it up. But um, right. but, but it was funny because mm-hmm. I know you asked me about Ryland – or I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, Beringer. Yep. And I was, you know, I was like, I wasn't overly observing them. That was kind of the time we would congregate. But both times I look back, I'm like, that don't look like a good punt. Like, and then mm-hmm. I'm reading the same thing you guys read where I was like, no, it was. It was. He's been, he had a rough couple of days there. So uh, yeah. was that your first time at Lambeau? Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything you thought it would be? Uh, sure. His life didn't, his life didn't <laughs> Give it change. To me. Give it to me. Let me yeah. tell you something. We talked about it. <laughs> Love, you know, it. My li- I, Love I, it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But my life didn't change. Okay. You know, I, I I didn't tweet any pictures good. of it. Good, good. You I know? took one of Vince Lombardi. Uh, but I, my, my comparison was like, well, if Foxborough, if, if Gillette Stadium was in the middle of Foxborough instead of being on Route 1, th- that would kind of be what, what, what it was like, oh, you know? Okay, I'm going to pull back from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so let pull me, back from the 100 sorry, plus sorry. years of history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've been listening to Bedard all week. I worked oh. with Trenny last night, and they're both insufferable <laughs> with the Green Bay stuff. And then I'm oh, watching. I just thought in general. Uh, yeah, with well, the Green Bay stuff, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> this sounds like people with Watch Notre out, Dame. With the Green Bay stuff. Don't forget okay. the prepositional phrase. Um, but then I, a couple of days ago, I saw this thing, which I don't know how this had escaped my attention for all of my adult life, but the whole bike thing going from the yeah. from the training yeah. room over to the field. Whee! And then I see a video of one of the players walking over and a kid riding his bike next to the player. I'm like... Well, he's not taking the kid's bike. This is just a kid who appeared to be about six, seven years old on a bike with training wheels riding along next to one of the players walking over. I'm like, well, this is double useless. Number one, somebody grab a 916 socket set and get those training wheels off that bike because that's a waste. And number two... What are we doing now? It's just the walk over to the practice field sponsored by Huffy, and a kid gets to ride along next to the player. How am I supposed to possibly give a crap about this tradition when it's not even a thing? There's no point to it. Right. Well, Why build, do I care? Build a locker room in the field house, and then you won't have to have the whole team walk over from, from the stadium every day. How did the kids get their bikes back when this used to be an actual thing when the players would ride the bikes over? Well, I think would they, they just trot along alongside? Yeah, I think that's how it goes. Bike rack or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Wow. A ble- and the bleachers inside Lambeau? Actual bleachers instead of seats? I yeah. didn't get to observe the inside of it. I just Not walked a big around fan. the inside. I, I Listen, feel like I'm I, listening to people go see go to like Notre Dame for the first time. That's what this feels like. I would right like now. that because I saw Rudy and I like yeah, Rudy. And, I, and, and you know what? <laughs> I've done that and and I my it didn't move either. Like I, you <laughs> didn't like, have, I just don't get it. <laughs> you didn't have visions of running out of that tunnel with your helmet. No, shining in the, oh. no. And this is it's th- cool. Like I can I can really appreciate the history. It's really cool. It's not the same going to Lambeau Field or Notre Dame as it would be to go to. You know, SoFi Stadium? The Sistine Chapel? Oh. Ten- I'm just going to use Tennessee next week. Oh, jeez. Okay? okay. I would. I recognize that Lambeau Field, yeah. much cooler than whatever they're calling the place that used to be Adelphi Coliseum right. in Tennessee now. I don't know. It's probably on seven names since then. But 
And this I is, get it. I get, but but it's still this yes, isn't even stadium. to pick on Lambo, and it's no. not because the last time I did this, I'm more picking on people, the people in that Dallas, talk like child. Uh, ta- Dallas picked up on it, and then I got like harassed on Twitter for like a week, and I'm just try- trying to avoid a repeat of that. Look, I get it. Uh, I'm sure it's a cooler place than um, you know most of the NFL stadiums in terms of the history and the vibe and all that stuff, and I get it. And even Trenny was explaining to me last night as it's more like a college football atmosphere where everybody is not the people like Midwestern people. I'm a Midwestern person. I'm from Michigan. So I I get it. There's like there's a vibe. There's a mentality. People are nice. And and if you and if you go to like a Big Ten college football game, which, you know, I've been to a bunch of them. And as much as I hate Michigan going to a game. You know, the at big the big house, house is mm. is a cool thing. So I said so right? that would be a good example. Like, it wouldn't be like, you know, a pilgrimage for me. But I could rep- I could certainly understand Michigan, the big house, as opposed to Michigan State, mm-hmm. two major college environments, right? Two Big Ten, you know, elite programs. I can recognize the big house is a little different than it, going to, to East Lansing. It's 110,000 yeah. people, and it's yeah. in a bowl, and it's like, holy crap, this is like a whole thing going right. on here. I Maybe could, you didn't get the whole vibe because it. it wasn't a game day. Yeah, but that's fair. It, this is the overall point. It's not to pick on Lambo or anything else. Most things do not live up to the hype. I've been to one, precisely one, sporting thing in my life. That lived up to expectations. Are you going to let us know before the break or after? Is that Detroit we, preseason game? Are we breaking? Or <laughs> 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 well, we, we, we have to be getting close now. I don't know. You, oh. you wish. You left all your reads. Okay. You do wish. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, could you could you hand me? Any <laughs> day now. Can I be a well, deer? Party. You're going to leave what? the people hanging? Are what you is, kidding me? What is you do wish? That's from something. You do wish. I don't know. I'll I don't know. It. It's party. from a movie. You're uh, going to make. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to make people wait until after the break? Yes, I am. Wow. It's called wow. a tease. It's called tease. Big a market. Tease. tease in the break. Big market tease. tease you you think about the one thing. You think it, about that. That has been hyped to, you know, it's near death. And when I got there, it exceeded expectations. How about that? For okay. a sporting event? Stick around for yep. the next eight seconds and to find out. Was it the. Hey, Patriots fans. Was it the bean pot? It's <laughs> <laughs> that a Lions preseason game. <laughs> Was it the ultimate frisbee championship in Sarasota? Oh, yes. the Masters. Hey, pa- hey, oh, Patri- <laughs> Jesus, Paul. How long have you been doing radio? Honestly, like soft, soft. Twenty-five years. You need another tease now, I think. Oh, hey, Patriots God. fans! It's always game on with Duncan, which is why grabbing a coffee is the most important game day ritual. Because the best call for football is Duncan, the official coffee of the coffee. The official coffee of the New England Patriots. America runs on Duncan. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. 
Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in PC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars? But picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I gotta tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in PC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars? But picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I gotta tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody. Special daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I have an influencer suite and we would love to have you out, create content, collab, all the things. I still don't get it. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. I don't think I'd be, I don't think I'd be good with contacts. I think I, if, I, if I do need glasses, I think I'm going to have to get glasses. Oh, now no, I, can, I can see that screen glasses. now. Because uh, Marine Matt, you know, always on top of all this stuff, and I didn't even ask. He, he turned the monitor so I could see it. So thank you, Matt. 
But I, I can see it now, but I still, I, I think I'm going to need glasses, and I'll bring all my <laughs> shoes so I have them. But I have to go to an eye doctor. They have, to have doctors just for your eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. that is correct. They'll do that, right. like, blow air in your eye thing. You ever get your pupils dilated? Excuse That's fun. <laughs> Not since Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I, do have, I do have readers. Yeah. So that's a step. Of, I mean, that's so a that's step the frustrating thing about contacts and stuff is you still need things like that. You still need readers. Yep. I want LASIK so bad. I do too, but I've been, I've been told that I will still need like readers and things like that. Mm. Wow. I was told I was too old for LASIK. I don't think that was true. But my mom got. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not true because I wasn't told that, and I'm older than you. Yeah. So. My mom is going to be eighty in January, and she got some kind of oh, I think hers was cataract, cataract surgery. <laughs> Is that cataract surgery? It's a little different. Where you yeah. don't, but she didn't need the readers anymore. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Something. I'd get that. Yeah, because oh. I, I think it might be the other way around, Mike. Sometimes they don't want to do it on really young people because their eyes are still yeah, yeah. sort of adjusting and deteriorating, and then you're just going to need something else. Yeah. Now, uh, our old friend Megan O'Brien MLB got man. them at, at a very young age. Got the laser. The LASIK. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was like coming out. I think that was like her graduation gift. Wow, <laughs> I've been wearing eye surgery as like a graduation grade. gift. Yeah, she's the crappiest gift ever. I got <laughs> she's a different sort. Kind of wondered why am I so hot? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know what I get. Yeah, she she was probably very excited. You know what? She was probably grateful for the eye surgery gift as a graduation present. I'd be. Pissed. I think she, I, if I recall, if I recall, and I'm surprised that Mike doesn't because yeah. he usually remembers these kinds of. It was like a whole thing. Like her, uh, she had her options. To do like something, you know, a couple of different things. Go she, to Australia, or just yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. Get a car. <laughs> she took the eye. Twenty twenty vision took, without having she a took deal the eye with surgery. Contact solution every day. That's yeah. why she's so hot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, Tamara. Why am I? Are you we're still waiting for your thing yes that, thing Tamara's that lived up correct. To the hype. Yeah, oh, what was Paul it? blew so it up. Paul blew it up for the break. Okay, oh. before we go to Roy in Delaware, the one sporting event that I've been to. That exceeded expectations, lived up to all the hype, and then some was the Masters. These are the greenest greens. Yes. And oh. you get these eyes I've ever seen. What? What do you mean, oh? That's not what I was expecting you to say, but okay. What, <laughs> what were you expecting? <laughs> he has a drop for everything. You, you hear about, like, not only the conditions of the golf course, but it's like what it's like when you, you know, walk through the gates and... And how the the people are there, and what and, and how what you're the accosted? Actu- well, no, what the actual experience is like, like walking around the course, and like you know the the two dollars sandwiches out on the course, and the you know you can take a chair with you and leave it, and you know you don't have to worry about anybody taking it. You go back; it'll still be there, but other people can use the seat. You just put your little, like a card or something in the back of it when you come back. Is that's so, my yo, chair? That's mine. Ba, 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 ba. Everything yeah, that doesn't work around and it doesn't work here. anywhere at any time. And we going know how, to the masters, we know how that works with a parking spot in Southie. It, it was, it was one of those experiences. Where we were walking around like, "Yep, everything is perfect. Everybody is Southern has, hospitality, nice to a fault. There's characters. There's you know the, every walk of life. Every every everything you hear about." you experience in that one trip to Augusta National. Unlike any other, welcome friends to this tradition unlike any other. Thank well, you did very you, much, Did Jim. you, uh, I don't know if you've ever, did you ever actually play there? And if not, oh. no, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yes, did you just, after going there, did you have like, oh my God, it'd be so cool to actually play this course? Like what was? Nah. 
Now he just just to be there was enough. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't need to go mess up to their go nice lose golf 25, balls. In the- no, I mean it was. I mean it's fine. I of course I would play it in a second, but it's it's not like what. So last summer we went to St Andrews. Also, it's where they invented the game. Except there they called it golf. Yeah, you know what they're made. <laughs> wow, very good. That was good. That was very good. Actually, St. Andrews. He pretends he doesn't. I have two. The Masters and St. Andrews. Everything everything you hear about St. Andrews. Oh, you went there, too? Yeah, yeah. But that one, you want to go back. I want to go back and play. I can't wait to go back and actually play there. But that's because you can play there. It's public course. You can go play. You just go to, uh, yes, stand in line, get in line at 4 a.m. If Augusta was a public course that you could just go play, you would want to play it then? Oh, yeah. God, yes. So you don't want to play it because Because I can't. Oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. How much That's does a round cost there? Because like, I will say, and, and I wouldn't want to play all those courses because I just am not good enough, and it's not really. You keep saying that. I don't believe but, you. But, like, I, playing the, the, the country club was cool. That was cool? That was really cool. Yeah. Played it twice. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, I don't need to go play Pebble Beach and shoot a 155, you know? I'd go play Pebble. I would do that. Absolutely. Tamara is completely unimpressed with my Augusta <laughs> National talk. story. What's the problem? I'm making sure warm-ups are ready to go. No, but do you not uh, do you not uh, you okay? know about like the I'm hype and the mystique and everything surrounding uh, some of these no. great golf courses mm-hmm. around the world? St. Andrews? No. Now, if you no. said like, you know, be in the stands as Enter Sandman was oh, playing yes. at Virginia Tech. Oh, yes. I'm, uh, I'm, you've got my full attention. Would be in. you got my full attention. See? I know you. Yeah. Metallica, it's my jam. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's it's been done. It's yeah, a, by it, Virginia Tech. It's extremely well done too. <laughs> I well, have yeah, to say, yes. was it was it good when Mariano Rivera used it too? Uh, it's not, not like as it's good a, as Virginia Tech. It's not a unique, and it's thing. not just a it Yankee is. hatred thing. It's not. It's unique. Other people use it. You know who yeah. also uses it? Metallica when they actually play it at a concert that's a pretty this, cool thing too there's guy. one Augusta National there's one St. Andrews that is a strolls thing. in at you're 528 and just <laughs> rips everybody you're being a hater drinking his blueberries and yeah let's talk to Roy in Delaware hey let's go to Delaware Roy uh, you're on the uh, Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan what's up hey hi um yeah Thanks a lot for giving me the opportunity to ask you guys a question. Of course. Um, so my question was, as you guys are covering like uh, the practice and the uh, joint practices from Lambo right now, uh, what do you guys think? Like the last position for the wide receiver to go to? Like, are you guys thinking of Malik, or are you guys are thinking of like Kishon or maybe Pop Douglas? Like, yeah, like what? Yeah, like what you guys are thinking? Okay, so that's uh, that's interesting. I appreciate the question, Roy, and. We were talking about Malik earlier. It's like, okay, if you're going to have him on the roster as, you know, the emergency quarterback, well, wait a second, that kind of defeats this purpose. But if you actually need him to go into a game, then, okay, that defeats that purpose. If if you put him on the roster and he's there as a wide receiver, well, he's going to have to take that slot away from somebody else. Would you do that? Is there someone that you would swap out Malik? Yeah, and I think that's what I was getting at when Tamara brought up you know, working as a gunner. And so, like, we could get him on, you know, on the punt team and punt return or something like that. And now he's a wide receiver, you know, probably not getting any snaps as a wide receiver, just as Matthew Slater type wide receiver. He's going to play special teams. But now that opens the door for me to be able to use him in a package of RPO kind of plays or quarterback draws if I want to do something in the middle of the game without having to do the whole emergency quarterback you know, 
Yeah. I can just have Zappy and, and Mac as my two quarterbacks and not have to worry about that. No, I just I haven't really seen much out of I haven't out seen of Booty much out or of Cunningham as as receivers. I mean, oh Booty, so. I think has come on, but I think you can get him on the practice squad. Yeah, I did too. I, I think there was a little bit of a groundswell around Booty after maybe a good couple good practices, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I still need to see more. I mean, he, he could. I didn't really see any of him at joint practices, and he wasn't really doing anything when they had the the, the top dogs out so there. So the best that he looked, according to those that were there, was early on in the first day, yeah. the one series of plays that was good for the offense with Mac, um, and then Zappy. I think he made like three mm-hmm. or four catches. Yeah. Then and everybody was talking about, well, you know, out, out of nowhere, his, you know, booty. And then we didn't see much of him after that. No, I, I'm still skeptical. I think Douglas is. is I think Douglas much a is, lock. is that that um, guy, the fifth, the fifth receiver. Now, like, I don't know about Thornton's injury. That's what that's mm-hmm. that's my big question is is what is, you know, what is his status and and what kind of role is is Thornton going to? I mean, if he's healthy, they're gonna they're gonna use him. But after those five guys, I don't really see. How, how you know a need or a want for Cunningham or Booty based on what I've seen so far. Now there's still you know a week of preseason and you know this this game tonight, so those could change, but we'll see. All right, uh, how about Christian in LA joining us here eight five five Pats five hundred. Christian, what do you got for us? Hey you guys, happy Saturday to you. Same to I'm you. Out here in LA, getting ready for the first tropical storm hurricane in Los Angeles. Yeah. Be safe. But there's no such thing as global warming. Anyway, I digress. Um, so with, with Thornton. I'd love you to again. connect the dots on that someday, but whatever. All right, Paul. <laughs> with with Thornton out, more with what I kind of presume people. is going to be another probably season in the, or three or four game injury, because the case of the same size of body and arm that the collarbone was broken last year. Do you guys see a scenario where he would go on injured reserve or PUP to he, start the season? He can't go on PUP. He's not eligible to go on PUP. He could go on on IR, I, but I think Mike is giving me the I have no idea on the severity of the injury. No, no idea. Like if if he did, you know, Christian break his collarbone like he did last year. Yeah. Then yeah, he's going to open on on IR. Sure, like he did last year. Yeah, and but in order to go on PUP, you have to open camp on PUP. You can't get hurt during training okay. camp and and be eligible for PUP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so question: If he does go on injured reserve, this is his you know second injury in in as many years. There's always been the question about his frame being able to get open. Do we cut the cord with with Thornton, or is he too high of a pick last year? For us to cut the cord for someone that's coming on, like a Keyshawn Boutte or a a, a um, scout quarterback like Malik Cunningham on the roster, I, I don't think you can cut him yet. I mean, nope. I, I don't think you know he's he's you can't, a high round pick, and you got to give him a chance. But. but do you think he's been such a bust that as a second round pick you have to cut him? No, no, I don't think it's. I agree with Mike. I don't think it's anywhere close to that. No, so no. we're but not this there. This is not Nikhil Harry. I would have. Yeah, I would have right. been. Given serious consideration to cutting ties with Nikhil Harry in year two. But yes, but not, that but there's but no one has done much more at practice than Harry ever did. Yeah, yeah. Question from last question for you guys: Do you guys think, for example, that the Cincinnati Bengals kept John Roth way too long? Here's another guy with four two speed, can never really get started, kind of always injured, but they kept keeping him. They kept him on the roster because he had he had uh, you know garnered such a high draft spot, but he never actually got on the field to do that one thing that they were banking on him to do. 
Uh, Anybody thought uh, any thoughts mean, on John Ross? I'm, cer- I I'm, certainly no, I'm certainly no expert on John uh, Ross. I, I, mean, I, I don't know when he I, should have been cut. I, I, I don't know. I, I just know. I would just say the thing for me is like I haven't really seen the speed with Thornton. Like I haven't really seen that right. pop yet. And you know he, he's tall, and they they use him in a variety of ways. Um, but I just I haven't seen the speed translate into the game yet. Really, uh, you know he had he had a couple moments last year, but. I just think it's so hard when, when a rookie receiver gets injured right out of the gate last year, and if he has to deal, miss, miss more time now, I mean, you know, Paul brought up Nikhil Harry. It hasn't been that bad, but it's the same kind of path that happened with him, that you get hurt, you can't really build any momentum, and then all of a sudden, right. yeah. you know, a kid like I Mario just have Douglas seen, is I just have seen day. momentum when he plays. I never saw any momentum when Harry played. Yeah. And I know everybody said he could do this and he could do that, and he's a red zone. T- right. Never saw no, any he of never those even things. got it. Never, even never got saw it any of those things. Yeah. Just looking up, John Ross. John Ross missed his whole rookie year. He was hurt the whole year. He played one game. So right. the next year he but caught 21 crazy. passes for 210 yards and seven touchdowns. Seven but touchdowns on 21 catches. The then the next year we he caught 20. Tyquan Thornton right. did not catch seven touchdowns. He did not catch seven touchdowns last year. But then, th- then the second year, uh, the, you know, which is, was actually his third year, he had 28 <coughs> for 506, and he got hurt again. And then you know what? He was gone. They they waited one more year. He played one game, and that was it. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know. Maybe they waited a year too long to get rid of him. Maybe instead well, of four years, he should have only gotten three. But I I don't know. If I'm Cincinnati and I get a first round pick, who the first year he plays for me catches seven touchdown passes, I'm not cutting him. If Thornton catches seven touchdowns this year, you want to cut him before next year? No, but but well, that's what John Ross again, did. Again, it, no, it's more of a, like a Keel Harry situation where he keeps saying Thornton's got this speed, Thornton's got this, but you never, you haven't even seen it on the practice field. Oh, I, I've like, seen it on the practice field. Up. I have personally. I've seen it on the practice field, especially last year. I saw a lot from him on the practice field before he got hurt in the Carolina preseason game. Now he did nothing in the regular season. That I'll grant you, nothing. Yeah, I. I mean, I just to be clean. Like I, I'm disappointed. Like, I mean, I really wanted him to be me too. a better player this year, and and you know it's. I'm terribly and I'm terribly disappointed in Montgomery. Why are we saving a roster spot? That could be Malik Cunningham's spot. Well, I mean, but he's just not going to do any good for us in any way. Even if he comes back, who is he kicking to the curb? Zeke can catch the ball. Uh, um, 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 Ramondre can catch the ball. Strong can catch the ball once he gets okay. Who is Ty Montgomery really going to replace? Why does he deserve a roster spot? I mean, I, I'd keep. I mean, look, I, I like Ty Montgomery's a hot button issue because he's a you know eight nine year vet who's never really done anything in the league. But all of us who have watched Patriots practice will tell you, every single time you watch practice and he's out there, he's one of the most involved you know guys that are just all over the place. So I totally get the point. But based on what I've yeah. watched at practice. He does way more for this offense than Kayshawn Booty's ever going to do, than Malik Cunningham's going to do this year. I mean, you know, they, they see the real value in Ty Montgomery. Um, I think you need at least three backs. I don't think they're going to. availability. No, no, you're totally right, Christian. You're totally right. It's, I mean, it's almost, you know, I don't want to say comical, but it's just it's, it's unbelievable that, that it just unfortunately keeps happening to him. And, you know, a little play that doesn't look like anything major was like, I don't know, this third day of training camp, yeah. and, and we haven't seen him again. So it's frustrating. No question. But, but yeah. All right, Christian. Yeah, we, Christian, we got, uh, we got to go. I, I, I got to go. Sorry. 
Can you hang up on Christian, please? <laughs> okay, thank you. I said six minutes. You're watching having okay. a real I know. time. <laughs> Deuce, I, I would love Plus, to. Plus, I have a minor problem at home. My son is texting me. It's his birthday, by the way. Oh, happy happy birthday, birthday, Calvin. Calvin. I swear to God, he's 13 years old today. Oh, he's a teenager. Wow. I hope he was uh, on here listening to you, say you saying you don't like kids. I know. Puppies oh, they know. I hope he's listening. They both my kids absolutely know. They know <laughs> I love them, but all other kids. I'm team babies. Very, very touch and go. I, I think he, he couldn't find he, he <laughs> couldn't president. <laughs> he couldn't find his mommy or his sister. Oh no! And it's like where are mommy and Katie? I'm like I don't. He said where are you? I'm like at Gillette Stadium. Remember oh when I walked God. out the door and said Happy birthday, love you, buddy. Gotta go to work. Like no. I'm like, okay, so now I'm on the Life 360 app tracking down uh, my wife oh, and they, daughter. They I'm just like, ditched him on his birthday? What are they doing? screenshotting that. I'm like, here are their icons. Wait, you don't have the do same that. App. What if they're picking up something for him? They're not. <laughs> oh, my God. a puppy for him. You just ruined a whole surprise. <laughs> well, I, okay, if he is listening right now, and we're going to make him think they are picking up a surprise for they him. They might and be they, getting his cake, his present. I mean, like, I got his cake two days ago. Like, oh okay. God. So listen to me. If it, if he's thinking they're out getting him a surprise and they come up with no surprise, isn't that worse? Fair. No, you okay. Don't, you don't right. need stuff. Got to keep a low bar. <clears throat> Sorry. What That's, were we doing? I don't. Christian um, was going on and on while I was while I was trying to you know find uh, I was about to file a missing persons report and it's like how about you look outside because I can see on the app where they are right now. <sighs> Open the front door. Look. That's look, boy. Um. Can we turn I, this game to the Steelers game? Yeah, we can do whatever heard, you want. I heard they're whatever looking, you want. I heard they're looking great against whatever. the Bills starting defense. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, all right. Whatever Tamara George wants, Tamara gets. O. Pickens for mm-hmm. OPI in the middle. Yeah. Two touchdowns in five minutes on the Bills starting defense. Oh. I want to see this. What we're doing right now. Okay, back on topic. <laughs> Deuce, were you on radio with us Thursday when Paul was um, talking about Sean Wade? No, but he had, he she actually had a pretty good. That's yeah, a good person to bring up. He he was mentioning how you know he's seems to be putting the pieces together as of yeah. late, and does he have the potential to potentially take someone like Miles Bryant's yeah. spot? Yeah, it's hard to say that. I mean, I think Miles Bryant. You know, I know he, he can be a hot button issue for for some fans, but he's he's out there with the top guys all the time. I mean, Wade had a good had a good run, and I, I'd put. Bledsoe in that too like I feel like there's two guys who are like getting into their third year and it's kind of like you know now or never for those guys um so I think those are two really good guys to watch tonight I think Wade is one that you know even if he didn't make the roster you could mm-hmm. maybe get him through but um you know with the uncertainty with Jack Jones maybe that could come into play so I, I think those those two guys are kind of dark horses maybe for the roster is any is any is there any concern or was there any concern in Green Bay over John Jones not being there or is it ever it was it well Karen cool? Gregan reported that um, that he should be ready to go um, okay. that that it's something minor and they're just kind of being cautious with him so that that's a good sign I mean I, I you know actually talking to Mike Pellegrino yesterday on the the coaches was just you know he didn't answer the question but I asked him was like you know this gives a chance now you're, you're basically running with Jack Jones with Christian Gonzalez and Marcus Jones all you know rookie second year guys. Um, giving them a ton of reps in all kinds of situations. So um, it, regardless of how it kind of all flushes out mm-hmm. with who's available, I think, you know, it's just going to be a good week for, you know, I thought Jack Jones was outstanding on, on Thursday. I mean, he was just one guy that actually kind of stuck with, with nine uh, Watson uh, for a couple reps and, you know, had a pass break up on him. And um, so he, you know, he had a good day. And I think they, you know, could really use him if he's, if he's on. I, I well, that's uh, I need uh, him to be on, but also off, off the field. <laughs> like, I, I, like, it's like, He's someone who, like I was mentioning earlier with Jordan Love, he has potential. Yeah. 
Yeah. But he's I just a, need him to like. I know. I know. That's it's frustrating. <laughs> turn all the stuff off the field off. Well, just let me tell. Let year. me tell you something. What I'm hearing right now, and the the general consensus was when that hearing got pushed back to mm-hmm. September because he was supposed to be in court yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that means there's a plea deal. That means mm-hmm. they're working out a plea deal. I heard from somebody who's just you know around that stuff said, oh no, no plea deal. This is, by the way. All roads point to no plea deal with the lawyer that he hired mm. mm-hmm. and the way he's been treating the situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, this is right now, if you want to lean one way or the other, don't take that delayed proceeding to mean plea deal. You can take it to mean they're going to trial and the his defense is going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. And it's not some. It's something that the Patriots are going to have to decide. All right, like Tamara just said, it's like all this off the field stuff. We know you can do on the field, but all the off the field stuff. How many chances? You know, are we talking about how many? You know, how many does a person get? How many have we given him? At what point does it become too much to where we say it's not worth it? If he really pops in a in a joint practice session and he looks good throughout the rest of camp and maybe looks good in week one or two, I think their appetite is going to uh, be much stronger for suffering through the nonsense. But it may be way more nonsensical than a plea deal and 120 hours of community service in talking about, uh, you know, how you have to be careful, you know, when you're going to airports. It's not going in that direction. Mm -hmm. It's going in a scorched earth direction in terms of who we hired and how they're approaching this case. I also, I'm just... And and, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with making people uncomfortable. But when I say make people, I mean... Everybody uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It's like I don't think anyone's gonna going to just ba- again based on what I heard is just one person telling me this one thing. It's like oh, like no one's gonna like the way this sounds. Not if you're a Jack Jones supporter, if you're a Law and Order guy, <laughs> if you're a nope. Everyone is out to get uh, him and anybody who wants to carry gun. No one is going to be comfortable with the defense that is presented other than him if he somehow gets off. It's Do you think like them like still having him out there participating like like he's going to play like says something? Yes. I think it says that um well you could it this is what I think it says. Uh we can no longer afford to be that picky with players and their behaviors. Um, off the field or on the practice field, we need every single talented player we can get in order to approach the 500 mark and go above for this season. And we cannot afford to dismiss somebody or sit somebody down just because they ran afoul of the law or of the practice rules. Nope, that ain't us anymore. Not n- New rules. No rules. If you can play, you stay. See, it's interesting because I feel like that's what, I w- I, that's what I'm afraid of. That's what it says I to me. I would be okay with that if, like, there wasn't just such a long resume, like, of things that have happened. Yeah. Like, for example, Jameis Winston stealing crab legs from Publix. He has not done that again <laughs> since. Yeah. He made a really stupid mistake in college. Like, 
of course people still talk about it i'm still talking about it but he hasn't done anything like that since like we don't have like a, a long list of things yeah. that he's done you I, know? Ag- I agree and there you know there there look all of us maybe not you tamara all of us <laughs> did dumb things no, no, not me when either. we were kids <laughs> not just you and hopefully sometimes got a second chance and mm-hmm. and you you did right by it there are other people like when they signed antonio brown i'm like I know he yeah. can play, and he is going to step out of the field, no practice, and automatically be your number one receiver. And, oh, my God, how can you see that it's not worth it? It's not worth it. And you know what? It wasn't worth it. The- and and Antonio Brown's going through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and, I, I mean, he needs real help, I feel. But at the time, I don't think we knew that. All you knew is that this was going to be a major issue for your team if you sign him, and it was. But don't mm-hmm. you think it's interesting, Hardy, that they did that right after a Super Bowl, too? Like, I get your point mm-hmm. of we kind of need all hands on deck right now to get to where we want to go, but it's like, you know, even 2019, coming off a Super Bowl win, it seemed like they were already ready to maybe well, who do you, who do you get think, those guys. Who do you think was really on board with signing him and having him around? Thomas, Edward, Patrick. Brady. Right. And look, I'm not going to. It sounds like I'm talking bad about the team, Brady, and everybody else. No, I'm being completely honest about it. And if you want a winning football team and you're willing to. This is the thing that Zoe always talks about, too. He's like, look, this is what you know about. He said, you're talking about 53 guys in a locker room. There are. You take 53 people in any workplace, there are going to be some characters. There are going to be some people who are doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You don't know about it, though, because yeah. you work at a radio station or yeah. you work at a paper company or you work at a, you know, for a website. And it's not all out there. This stuff gets out there and we hear about it. He said in that locker room, he said, I guarantee there are guys who are probably it who are probably just as, uh, let's say, electric <laughs> as as the players that we end up talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are all kinds of issues going on, but you deal with it. It's part of managing a football team. It's part of managing any big group of players, especially players who have been infused and driven by their need to succeed and and dominate and do all this stuff. You know, you can't ask these guys to, to go out there and be, um, you know, gladiators mm-hmm. for three hours once a week and then – uh, just turn it off, and and I get all that. It's it it's it's been going on for decades in the NFL and in other sports, and I'm I'm not you know I'm empathetic to not just the players but to the coaches and everybody who has to do it. But if you ask me what it means when he's still out there and he's still playing, it means okay that they have shifted their thinking on this, and I think the thinking is probably more in line with most NFL teams. Yeah, like you know what, like there's what? all kinds of stuff going on in this locker room. This is only the stuff that you know about. We're dealing with a bunch of stuff right mm-hmm. now. He stays, he plays. I mean, it's the same thing with the Dalvin Cook stuff that came out, like right when Zeke and Dalvin were Cook, like both signed, and everyone uh, put them next to each other, and, and they were like, "Oh, look what's coming!" You know, down the road for Dalvin Cook potentially. Right. So right. The Ezekiel Elliott stuff, it's not pleasant. No. It's not fun to read about. And you go back and you read about it, and you're like, you know, you got to make your peace with this stuff. If you're going to watch the game and you're going to, you know, root for guys, you have to kind of divorce yourself from a lot of the personal stuff. And the people who can't, I don't know, they say they don't watch football anymore. They don't watch this sport. <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. do it. You know, it's like, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but. That's that's kind of what I think it means. I don't know how we started going down that road. 
let's do a fun uh, question. I don't know. Fun question. You know, now that Paul's back, now let's, we can have some let's, fun. Let's do a fun question. Uh, Are you fun? picking the fun question? No, it's an electronic mail from oh, Tyler and Providence. All right. Paul, how was the chin wag with the sports uh, hub? It was, I would say it was top notch. Really? Really? Yeah. Really good? <laughs> yeah. I would say it was really good. In my honest opinion. Okay. So uh, let me throw this out there. They, they, we we they opined on this before we get to the fun. Sure. I mean, who, who likes fun more than me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> after we see Mac Jones tonight, would you guys be opposed to right away Malik Cunningham? You know, maybe he oh gets God. to play against twos, so you see him against a little bit of a I higher level. I mean, I level. think that that would be significant. Uh, I would love I wouldn't it. Be able and then I you have because you have next yeah. week yeah. for Bailey Zappi no, to I, get ready. I, and, I, I would I, for me that would start to change my mind that they actually might have something in mind for him. And also, we did see Bailey Zappi for a pretty long time last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Played I wouldn't. I wouldn't quarter, So no, I, I, I would. I what? would kind of like it. But do you think this is going to happen? My point. I mean, is there a reason is why there, you're is asking? There rumbling? Is there a groundswell? No. Well, there's a groundswell, but I don't have any information as to that it's going is to it happen. Rumbling? We're trying to will it in, into existence. Okay. Describe the ruckus. All right. All right. Can you describe that? Fun question from Tyler and Providence. It's just a fun fact. Just a fun fact. Hardy, I've asked the P. Oh, he, they've already oh. asked you. Damn it. They only want your opinion. I've asked the P. Well, you can, you can reiterate what you said before. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, what would be the perfect Super Bowl halftime performer? Oh, <laughs> I saw Taylor Swift turned it down. Uh, Taylor Swift, I think she's turned it down more than once. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? This is going to hurt people's feelings. Taylor is bigger than the Super Bowl. She doesn't need it. <laughs> I believe that. Oh, there's also, no question. Well, I did Tamara not know. should be Metallica, so there we go. <laughs> we got that. I did not know you don't get paid to be like the halftime Super Bowl performer. No, there's no, no money involved in it. But I did not, not know exposure. that. I think and I, when you die on your deathbed. There'll be total consciousness. So you'll have that going for you. Okay. Consciousness. (laughs) Um, No, it actually costs somebody a lot of money. It's either the the presenting sponsor or the record label. There's a lot of money that goes into those productions, and the the performer does not get any of the money. That's insane. I did not know that until recently. So, uh, and by the way, Tyler's pick would be Weird Al. No, I don't think Weird Al. Okay, I actually have a fun question. Well, wait a second. We we got to answer that one. What? Now, can this be any time? I mean, does this have to be like an alive current band that that is like feasible, or could I dip down into the bag of history and say, "Oh wow, you know, I want someone from." You the, can from do the one past. historical and one current one. How's that? Super Bowl halftime performer. It's rumored this year to be they're in talks with uh, Miley Cyrus and Ugh. Harry Styles. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it either. I, and love I, I have Miley. no interest I, in Miley Cyrus, I hate but I, like I wouldn't Miley. mind Harry Styles. I hate that song I think that so I, much. What song? Flowers. Okay. I want to. Uh, I want to put an ice pick I, in my you, eyeball thank every you, time I hear Me it. Me too. The, the flowers, flowers one. I, d- I, don't, I don't care. The for flowers it. song that's on like Drives literally every Drives thirty seconds. Oh, yeah. So that's not for me. Is that is that a Harry Styles song? No, no, no. It's a Miley Cyrus <laughs> song. I don't know it. I can buy myself flowers. Do you want? Oh, do you want, yeah, 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 do you yeah, want yeah, Mike yeah. and I to break into song? I can buy myself flowers. I think this is my cue to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I like the watermelon sugar song. <laughs> my name in the sand. But what, yeah, oh yeah, I know. Gosh. Okay, I know but, what, but what trade are you looking for at a Super Bowl halftime show? Like, are you looking for like I need the spectacle of it all, or you know, like like I don't. You got to be able to put on a show. Yes, you got to be yes. able to put on a show. Yes, I, okay. I feel like some people that they can sing, but like they're boring, and I, oh, see, I, don't, I can't. Right, my historical won't be Led Zeppelin. Can I, I give you like a bad take? Oh like I think Deuce just gave it to you, <laughs> Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. for the Super Bowl halftime oh, performer. So. I personally think the Super Bowl halftime show is one of the most overrated things that we've ever sort of fabricated. Okay. 
I, I know it's a bad take. I know I'm probably on an island of one. I, I just don't have really any interest well, in Super Bowl. it's not for us. So it's shows. Not, the, the Super the Bowl halftime show is meant to bring in <laughs> non-football audience okay. to watch the Super but, Bowl. But so my it's point is, evidently, I am the only one who watches the halftime show every year and doesn't have an opinion on it. Mm. <laughs> it was fine. So who was it last year? Oh, no, year? no, no. It's never fine. <laughs> it's always the worst thing they've ever done. Rihanna. Oh. It's always the worst halftime show. It's always the worst thing they've ever done. Okay, so what it, you you had no opinion on the one. Thank you, Marie Marie Matt from two years ago, Dr. Dre, Eminem. It was like the whole like history of hip hop, and it was kind of like this, almost looking inside a dollhouse, and they went from like Dolls. room to room. Dolls eyes. Yes, what? Dr. Dre playing the riffs on the piano for Tupac. Yeah, black eyes. <laughs> Dolls eyes. <laughs> Dolls oh, eyes. those eyes roll over white. Two jaws. You hear that awful <laughs> high pitched screaming? They're moaning and they're screaming and they bite you. I'll never put a life jacket on again. Um, <laughs> what you? Sorry. <laughs> okay, so I have no opinion on Rihanna. It was fine. That one from two years ago was fantastic. It was not the greatest one of all time. How dare you? I, I don't remember. Uh, the, great, the greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time is 100% Prince. Prince. Okay. And on oh, this issue, like there one. can be a no debate. I don't know that why. Was I it. don't know why you have to make fun of Italians when you. What, what year that. was that? What year was the, the Prince? Uh, I'm not making. I'm what year was the Prince? Oh <laughs> <laughs> six. Sorry, did he dropped the the. Yeah, it sounds like it in Jacksonville. Hmm. When it was raining, Miami, I think. Miami. Oh. When it was, was it the Colts? Cold Chicago. It uh, rained. It rained. It rained while I he did purple first, rain. Oh, I think that was the year. And um, as and as he is walking out on stage, he's got his high heels on, and he was actually playing guitar and singing like live instrument from Prince, live vocals. And they said, "Prince, what do you want to do? You know, it's raining. What do you think?" And he said, "Can they make it rain harder?" <laughs> That's what he said. I want to be coached. I want to be coached harder. Yeah, it's yeah. 2006 season yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, year was 07. Yeah. That's it. I just I like, like, and again, I I understand. It, it, you, like you said, it's not for me. It, maybe it's just because I'm not a huge live music fan in general, but they just don't really do anything for me. Okay, fine. So do and so I did I, like I like Prince. I liked Eminem because I I like Eminem. I liked um, what was there was one um, the J Lo Shakira one for different reasons. Shakira, Shakira. Um, yeah, but. I just I thought um, Ka- I thought Katy Perry was overrated at the show oh, the, the actual shark, spectacle the, shark, the baby shark yeah, thing was I thought funny. Madonna was kind of funny because it looked like she was about to fall over at any <laughs> moment like would you stop would you stop at that I think the Who is the greatest rock and roll band of all time I did not think it was a good you Super remember Bowl more about every one of the I shows I, I, like he's rattling them off I have no idea I, I forget about him right afterwards because I'm a football guy you know what well, no well we've well, we've had we're also working most of the time while it's going right on. right oh I right, know you guys right, although right, Deuce has right, never right, done no, that. that's true never no seen a we've had point. this conversation many times I don't know I don't know current day who the perfect one would be. I'd like to see a rock band do it yeah, again, like right? Foo, like yeah, Foo Fighters. Yeah. I don't know if they put on a big enough show. I don't know if there's enough spectacle S- yeah. for Foo that. Foo Fighters. So th- for me, rock, Miley know? Cyrus and Harry Styles, that'd probably be fantastic. <sighs> probably be great. Oh. What are you gonna do? I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. 
I do care. You seem to care that people recognize Prince as I the can't. greatest Super Bowl halftime of all time. That I, one, I, I think I, I I think I can acknowledge that. I mean, just the the, the rain line alone. That's that's it's beautiful. It's just kind of funny that Paul's. I know, like I like Prince. Well, Paul's whole thing of like it's like it's not a thing for me. It's like it wasn't a thing for anybody until about. 92 93 like oh i know they we never were well into adulthood the we are well, you were up with people it used to be up with people and marching bands yeah. college marching bands did the super bowl really? halftime yeah. show like all throughout go yeah. look at and yeah. i find look no at a list of super <laughs> I, I have the same amount of interest <laughs> i know I, I like i said it's a bad take i fully admit it's a bad i won't you guys can yell at me, and I won't argue back because no, it's, a bad, I, it's a bad take. I think it I'm, does nothing for me. I'm, I'm with you. Well, there's and one. I like th- music. There's one thing in the Super Bowl that has really lost its luster, um, and that is the Super Bowl commercials. That used to be such a thing. That's a good point too. I and agree with you. Now they get leaked, you know, days and weeks ahead but of time. They're just not that good, and they're not that good. And I mean, I think we're all getting. Plenty of commercials now. Like every time you go online, you got to watch an ad. Every time you turn on that, and you know what? There's plenty of funny ads now. We've sat and had many a chuckle over the progressive commercials. Absolutely, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Is it? You know, Who knew you, the insurance company was going to like <laughs> right. corner the market they on creativity? To, right. They so I don't know that. To me, that uh, that part of it just doesn't. Matter. Max playing. There we go. Would you look at portrait mode again Trotting on the cameras? If you're, I hope you're watching us right now, so you can see what we are seeing. My God, is that a gorgeous uh, filmic? Look at that. Is that at Lambeau Christ. Field? That is cinematic Holy right smokes. there. That's Lambeau Field, boys. Who is shooting that? What kind of camera is that? <laughs> oh my God, I am moved. All right, by watching Mac Jones. Throw that just tiny little pass, just a little warm-up, playing a little long toss. Well, it is, and it is at Lambeau Field. I can see the bleachers in the background. Who gives a crap? Um, I didn't right. even realize they had bleachers. That's that's a, that's That was new to me. Yeah. It's not seats. Nope. It's a thing. It's a whole thing. So there we go. Uh, enjoy that. Mac Jones warming up there. At uh, Lambeau Field for preseason game number two tonight. All right, let's do some more. Uh, let's do some more electronic mails here. Uh, you, you send them to uh, webradio at patriots.com. Hi, gang. Matt in Framingham here. I know one of the topics this week on the radio was Belichick reading Mac Jones' The Riot Act and one of the joint practices. Big deal or no? Deuce, you were there. Uh, no, I don't think it's a big deal, but I mean, I thought it was. What, probably what, necessary. What happened? Uh, well, as yeah, so they were they were running situational stuff, and sometimes they'll do, um, you know, they they get a playoff, and then they they're planning on just having the field goal team run on and try to get it, you know, like the practice in that situation. And what I think happened was that they wanted to do it a second time, and Mac instead like threw the ball away or, you know, just made a mistake. I don't know exactly what the miscommunication was, but I think that they were trying to do that quick on and kick the field goal thing. And, and, and Bill was kind of fed up. And, you know, I think it was a clunky practice, um, you know, overall, I think the first day for the Patriots. So I think that was kind of near the end and that's when emotions ran a little bit hot, but yeah, no, I thought it was a good thing. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, Oh, he yelled at him, and then he came out the next day and had the best day ever. Just yelling at him every day. It like, was something, but it wasn't know. nothing. Yeah, no, okay. and I and I think, and I mean, I just think that's that's generally Bill getting frustrated. I was like a Jermaine Wigginsism. It wasn't something. <laughs> it wasn't nothing. <laughs> <either. laughs> 
Uh, yeah, can we go to Dan in Connecticut first? This is important. Hardy it says is Hardy is wrong. You can read that. So I, I am not going to let this call. I'm just going to say I agree. Dan, what am I wrong about? Do you have time to li- Do you have time to list all the things that I am wrong about, Dan? Yeah, totally wrong, Hardy. The uh, <laughs> Prince show was spectacular with the rain, all that, but doesn't hold a candle to U2 in 01 with, with 9-11 and all that stuff, the scrolling names and the fact that it was the Patriots. I mean, the single most overrated halftime, halftime show out of all no. of them. That one. <laughs> no. Oh, Paul, you just hate U2. Was that Paul? Yep. Oh, He's right. You're just oh, yeah. a hater. Dan just nailed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no interest That's in U2. I will say, to Dan's point in all seriousness, the bat, like what they did at halftime – Blew everything else away because of 9/11 with the backdrop and the names. Dan, it was. It, yes. I'm not being like snarky, Paul. It was powerful. It was powerful. You two had nothing to do with it. It's yeah. It's almost like no, an unfair situation to, no, to judge didn't. anything else against. It's like uh, how can you? I I no. get it, and it was powerful and it was moving. But in terms of a performance, was the performance no. better than Prince's? And Beautiful yeah. Day is a terrible song. Yeah. There yeah, I said. The streets have no name. You're not getting. You're not getting the whole context of him opening up a shirt. YouTube made a history of never waving a flag, and then he had the American flag inside his jacket. That that whole thing, man. You're not getting the context of it. Uh, no, no, I was there. I got the context of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't need a history yeah. lesson. If Correct. I need a history lesson on YouTube to know why that was symbolic, then like maybe it, maybe it's not as good as you think it was. All I know is that Prince went out there and not only did Prince songs, but he also covered. Jimi Hendrix, and he covered a Foo Fighters song, and he did it live, actually playing his instrument. And I'm not saying that you two did instruments. Uh, all of them, or just Bono? No, no, no. They were playing. All right, I'm yeah, going to I'm going to check your math on that. I'm just Dan. telling you that you check that whatever the halftime yeah. show was that uh, year, it could have been Hardy in the Hardettes <laughs> with that backdrop yeah. in, the, in the time of the 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 time in the country. It would have been the most powerful thing you ever saw. Like it has nothing to do with. And I, this is not like I don't like you two. Like it had nothing to do with Bono. It had nothing to do with a flat. It, it was the time that we were in. I was like in tears watching that. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not putting on an act. Like it, it was a very powerful halftime show. For none, it had to me. It had nothing to do with music or entertainment. It was what they did. I think I've, I think it's probably a, a fair assessment to say that in terms of powerful and emotion, that one takes it for the actual performance. You know, not yeah. Without, yeah, I'll, leave that, I'll leave that to you, music snobs. You and Dan can fight that out. I, I'm not qualified. In dead serious, I'm not qualified to tell you. U2's music isn't as Who's good as Dan? Prince's music. The, the guy the cult. Oh, I thought I, you, you were pointing at Deuce. No, though. I pointed to the monitor. Okay. Dan, like Dan said that U2 was, and I I have nothing. I'm not shooting down dan's opinion like he might have you two might be every bit the musicians that prince are i i uh i could i couldn't tell you gotcha i'll let you guys fight it out but the the halftime show in 2001 to me had almost nothing to do with the performer i think it could have been anybody and it would have been similarly uh felt Unless power not miley cyrus though she came out and did flowers on that i would have been like hell no well at least she would have been american (laughs) but they what? Markin. <laughs> and bring out an Irish band. <laughs> I can't buy myself to pay tribute to America? <laughs> what are we doing? I, I do think that um, whatever performer was slated or whatever they yeah. decided was going to oh, be a... Oh, Paul. 
they were going to go with the serious, uh, you know. Good, good shot of Isaiah Bolden right there. Just want to point him out what a what a stud that guy just looks like. I mean, I you know, he just he just looks the part. Did you ever see He's anybody a, who was more part. infatuated with guys in uniform? Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> men in God. uniform. Uh, this uh, guy, I I have. Look, it's our, we got a scuffle going. We got a pregame scuffle how about going. That? Oh oh oh. Little dust little, up there. Look at that. Little dust up. Uh, Did we really? Yeah, there was there were there was some John, some John going. Maybe on there's there. some life to this matchup after all. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, it's it's like Rocky and uh, Thunderlips going at it. <laughs> Thunderlips, go out, baby, in the flesh, baby. <laughs> baby. Uh, but Deuce. yeah, there's there's Bolden. I mean, I had another question. Yeah, for yeah we see him. Okay, yeah, look at him. My yeah. God, he's a professional athlete. Yep, Zo, easy. That's who I've heard say the talk as much about how a guy looks in uniform. It's not a compliment. Zolak <laughs> mentions it a lot. Uh, another question for you. Huh? First day, I know you watch defense, I did, right? I did, I did. I, I read from a number of different places, and I can't remember if you specifically wrote it because I did read your recap I of that day. That. Um, Jack Jones was getting into it with like a backup quarterback, a little bit, uh, receipt, like some no-name scrub uh, receiver I, beat him. I, I saw and he was yelling at everybody, times, right? A couple times, but he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't the worst defender. He had no, he no had the one, first day. The like first there was day. like yeah, there yeah. was no real fights the first day, but he was getting in arguments with everybody. Yeah, according to uh, the recaps, I, I, no, he had like two or three different altercations. I can only speak to the, the two things I saw. Or one two. time, okay, he, two things. You he saw. jawed at somebody, yeah. and then the second time he broke he broke up a play and he kind of pumped the crowd and kind of did a flyby. Of the Packers side. Oh, so okay. I um, had I had two different plays that now, he gave up. It's, it's that possible somehow the he was time yelling at the people that made the plays, I, including I, some no name like receiver that I never even heard of. I mm. mean, that's it's it's so hard. You're on a sideline. There's a bunch of reporters on the sideline, and then you have a wall of players. And a lot of the you know the plays you see, you see it in little windows of you know all right, Trent Brown's right here, and, and Daniel Aquale is right here, and you get a you know you right. see the guy throw it, and then you see the ball like deflecting. Yeah, and, you know, and, it's and a lot you're of at that the mercy of on. what you actually had your right. eyes and trained on. And then somebody else that. is like, oh, I, I got it every, up. I got every throw charted. Like what? Yeah, I, I bring it up for um, because I, I had like I said, I had read that he had gotten in a couple of fights, like little not fist fights, like physical, but like he was jaw jacking on a couple of occasions. And I had mentioned it on the Thursday show, and then someone said, nothing happened with Jack Jones yesterday. And I'm like, okay, like I, I'm <laughs> not there. I can't, <laughs> I can't argue with – I wasn't there, but I just, I'm just telling you what I read. Yeah. Like, I'm at, this is what happens. You're at the mercy of what you're reading, and that's why I wanted to get your – so you did see some he of the stuff. He was John a little bit, but I but – Because I, I think you wrote about it, well, too. Well, what I, I wrote about was the it. second day. It's the second day he avoided it all. He was out of it. He wasn't really in the midst. He it was, probably it was got other people kind of probably got spoken it. to about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and that was you know just something I was kind of waiting for because I know he you know runs hot. He's a competitive guy, but – um, I, 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 you know, like I said, again, I thought Thursday was the best day of practice I've seen him have. So, um, but you know, that, there was a lot of that going on on both sides. I mean, Peppers was, I mean, Peppers was, he was like a funny, his were like funny, which, you know, you kind of enjoy funny, how? funny, funny, <laughs> ha ha. Um, yeah, but, no, you want to hear something funny for real? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually running out of time. <laughs> yeah. We have to do over unders. <laughs> we have to do over unders and, and, um, um, uh, Jake in the Caribbean, uh, who use precious email minutes to email all the way in from the tropics that you never got your hot Ezekiel Elliott takeout. So we got to get to that, I too. I don't really have a hot Ezekiel You had papers. Elliott. He yeah, said you no, had papers. Just the, the contract, I don't understand why the contract changes the opinion of the signing. Because it went from a $4 million base to, to a somebody. Three. <laughs> like, no, it's not a $3 million if base. If he plays and doesn't get a yard, he gets $3 million. That's what he's going to get if he plays, if he's on the team. 
He has $850,000 worth of roster bonuses. So if he's on the team, he gets that. He doesn't have to do anything. He well, just has to be on the team. Okay, well, that's a big difference. If he, if he's unable to go, they don't have to pay him. That does mean something. Oh, but then you'd get nothing out of him, so it's a terrible signing. Okay, I'm just saying that like, that's there's my, a difference that's between just handing a guy $4 million and a guy that's like, no. you actually have to be able to still play. And, and if uh, Adam Schefter screwed it up because he considered roster bonuses base salary, and that's not right. Right. Adam Schefter got it wrong. He'll probably end up making a minimum of three. Uh, I will grant you that. Correct. Okay. but it's and, that, and that's all I'm saying. And, and I don't understand why, like, for the life of me, this is a separate thing. And this has got nothing to do with wh- how much he's going to make or not make. I don't understand why Patriots fans care at all about that. Like, well, do you think Ezekiel Elliott was a good signing? I do. I'm fine with it. I felt like they needed a veteran running back. He wouldn't have been the one I picked. But I'm fi- they needed someone, and I'm fine with that. I think it was a good signing. I'm fine with that, too. I, like I don't care if he makes $3 million, $1 million, $4 million. They needed a veteran running back. I don't care what they pay. It's not coming out of my pocket. It doesn't matter to me. It's not going to change the value to me if he's good, and I have to pay him $6 million, but it's an incentive. Well, it yeah. really shouldn't matter. When like, Ma- it would matter to me that he's good. <laughs> when Matt Groh comes out and says weeks ago that like he did – we could have had DeAndre Hopkins. Anybody can afford him. That infuriates me. Like, and, and if someone had said, well, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, he wanted, you know, $4 million instead of three. Yeah. <laughs> they can pay. Like, so that makes you feel better that you got him for three? Yeah. Like, they, I don't, I just, I don't understand that line of thinking. Their entire receiver, their entire receiver room is costing them, what, $24 million? Like, they can afford to go out and sign anybody. They choose not to. If you want to, if you want to be concerned about something, that that might be something uh, you, to be concerned with. And my feelings about Ezekiel Elliott quickly here um, is fine. I think he'll, I think he'll contribute. I think he'll he'll add something to the team. I don't think it changes their win total on the season. Oh God, no! If you go out and get DeAndre Hopkins, I can argue that he's worth one and a half wins by getting a real true threat number one receiver. Yeah, I I, I can't yeah. say that about Ezekiel Elliott. I think there so. was a potential for that anyway, and I don't think that potential exists uh, for the running back. But I do think that they needed a veteran, and I do have. You a think sneaky, with Dalvin Cook that may have been worth a win? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Maybe. I, okay. I will say I also you want to talk about like the kind of developing opinions. Yeah. What, yeah. I don't know if it's accurate. I. Threw this out here to Mike a little bit um, mm. when he was still in Green Bay. Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong last week, um, toward the end of the game, on that uh, Malik Cunningham touchdown drive, there was a fourth down they converted to get inside the 10. Mm-hmm. He converted it. He ran up the middle for about, uh, I don't know, seven or eight yards. I thought he, when he got tackled, it looked like he took a good helmet-to-helmet hit. He went to the sideline and didn't look go to the blue tent or anything, but we have not seen him since. Right. He hasn't practiced since. I don't think he was in Green Bay. I I wouldn't know for sure, but I didn't see him. Now, maybe it's just coincidental, and they had the whole thing worked out with Zeke, and he was signing when he signed anyway. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if that upped the urgency, okay, Strong's not available. we got to sign this guy now. we got to get him in. Okay. Uh, What we have to get in right now and do it now are the over-unders. Do it now. It's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? Brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo, family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. Last week, 
Uh, Deuce won the week, right? Right, Five man? and one. It's preseason. Doesn't okay. count. Paul and I did what? Four and two. Tied it up. All right. Let's go. Mac Jones series. One and a half. Paulie, right. uh, Deuce, sorry. All you're right. up first. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to go over. I think he'll play two to three. Uh, I, too, am going over. I'm going to say over as well. I, you know me. I go by snap counts. I just I, I can't just imagine they're going to go, uh, you know, 12 plays, 75. Right, right. You're right. good. Two series. I, I think there'll be more than one series. <laughs> yeah. right. Malik Cunningham, QB snaps, eight and a half. Paul? I'm going to go with my heart. Over. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Paul, too. I don't, I don't know when well, they're going to come. It's not your turn. Oh, dang it. I'm going under. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's what he does. You do what he do. <laughs> I don't know when they'll come, but I think he'll play a lot. Well, you're wrong. Fine. Patriots touchdown scored one and a half. Over. Uh, yeah, over. Huh. <laughs> come on. I'll take the over. Oh, they can't have man, another. You guys they are can't cowards. have another game when they only have one touchdown. You guys are cowards. They got to score two touchdowns. Yeah. Patriots sacks allowed four and a half. Allowed Paul. four and a half. Ooh. I'm going to take the under on that. Under. Uh. Yeah. Not your turn. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You sitting over here screwing me all up, Hardy. Okay, yeah, you're fine. Uh, over. I'll go under. Who turns the ball over first? New England or Green Bay? Oh, the, uh, the, the Patriots. The pack. You're going pack, Deuce? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Green Bay. And <laughs> as always, we end with a total score, 36 and a half. Uh, that's me first under. Ah, that feels like a lot. I'm going to go under, too. Over. It's going to be bloody this week for me. Hey, I, David Silverman, shout out. There he is. Uh, I'm in opposition to you, two on a lot of these. Look at how much bigger Mapu is than Miles Bryant. Hey, uh, thank you, by the way, to Dom Sausage, the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. You can order them online for nationwide delivery. DomSausage.com. Use promo code PATS15 for 15% off. It's promo code P-A-T-S-1-5. Uh, thank you to everybody for being a part of the Patriots pregame show. Thank you to Pete Doherty there from the Green Bay Press-Gazette for joining us, going behind enemy lines. Uh, we'll talk to you after the game. Join us then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.